They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming. I'm your host, 30 and Still Gaming, and joining me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, bro? I'm okay now. It, Sound is working. Yeah, it, it seems, it seems, I, I feel like I'm missing something. This whole week, this whole week, my, my life got flipped, turned upside down, and I'm not the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but, uh, like, my wife went out of town for a couple days. I was, I was like a solo dad, and... All this was like leading up to like today is my son's birthday. I'm like running up. I I feel like I'm late. Everything, even though I'm not, but I feel like I'm missing something on the stream today. I I, I feel like the titles off. Uh, maybe the audio is not working. I don't know. Something just seems like I'm I'm, I'm messing up with the, the stories. I don't know. We'll we'll figure it out. I guess as we as we go. Just feels a little little odd this this evening, more than usual for a Generation X gaming. Uh, those of you that don't know what Generation X Gaming is, it's a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. We're here live, 8 p.m. Eastern, on YouTube.com slash 30 and Still Gaming. Uh, if you'd like to help us out in any way, shape, or form, you can do it free by hitting that share, like, and subscribe button. If you'd like to go above and beyond that, you can hit that membership button as little as 99 cents. There's different categories there. You can be a gifted member. If you can give members to people that are not part of this, uh, you can do super chats. You could also do super or special thanks or super thanks or whatever the hell the thanks, the thanks button is after the fact once this goes. You can also listen to us uh, after the fact over on podcasts on wherever you listen to your podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm. Uh, and you can also watch us video format of it on Spotify as well. So Lots to talk about, Sarge, on today's episode. Uh, obviously, we're going to be talking about what games we've been playing. We're going to talk about a little game that people might know called Destiny. Uh, Destiny 2 came out with an update. We're going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to talk about Xbox and Phil Spencer talking about the future of uh, the games or the consoles going forward. We're going to be talking about Saints Row uh, and Embracer Group. We're going to be talking about Gamescom uh, and all the things we learned at Gamescom this so far, and or, or if you can say information-wise. Uh, we'll talk about Sony. We'll talk about Microsoft, as always. We'll talk about uh, some of the games that we saw that stuck out. We're going to talk about Multiverses, uh, Battlefield 2042. We're going to talk about Ubisoft. We're going to talk about solo games. We're going to talk about uh, uh, Ghostbusters Unleashed a little bit. Uh, the future uh, September 9th is coming up, and there's uh, what games we might see from uh, from Disney and Marvel. Uh, and if we have time, we'll talk about uh, Facebook, and we'll talk about uh, some other little s straggling games, maybe like Gotham and stuff like that. So lots of stuff to talk about. Uh, anything that we miss on this, all the all the points will be down below after the podcast is over. Uh, you could just go to the timestamp that you want to listen to for the news stories. Help us out by just, uh, you know, listen to what you want. What's going on, chat? How's everyone doing? Hope everyone's doing good. What's going on, Stealth, Lurker, Melrose? Thanks for uh, dope. What's going on? Get you guys coming in and watching us live each and every single week. We do appreciate you. So, Sarge, another week. 
what you uh what you've been playing actually this past week not much i've been sticking around with uh held it loose uh learning a little bit more and then pretty much i'm still on the campaign of two point campus uh, another another yet another level of complexity of what's inside the game so it's 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 going well it's it's fun to play when i try to like decompress before bed i play two point campus don't get too mad so nothing nothing new nothing tried nothing else no nothing new this time nothing new this time hell let loose in two point campus I, I i do like runs of like three four weeks and then i switch it up I've been uh, I've been playing a lot of Circuit Superstars, which is that racing game I talked about last week. Yeah, modified RC Pro Am. Yeah, RC Pro Am. Uh, I I'm having a blast with it. Um, just I'm 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 working on a project where I'm taking the uh, the people in our community. I'm using their names and I'm I'm editing videos together to build like a series of like racing. I I'm doing it in my spare time, the little that I have. So in a couple of weeks, it'll be out and done. And then I'll I'll release them, you know, once a week or maybe a couple a week or whatever to see how they how they work. Um, been playing a lot of two K two K twenty one. They just announced two K twenty three. We'll talk about that a little bit. Actually, I can talk about that right now. Actually, I'll talk about that right now. So two K twenty one. I know it's what we've been playing, but it it it, it files into this right. So I've been playing a lot of two K twenty one. I've been lo- liking the golf game a lot. Right? I've been playing the golf game a lot. Uh, I played uh, EA's Roy McIlroy's uh, golf before I got the 2K21, which is literally like a decade old. Okay? It came out in like 2012 or something like that. Now 2K21 just came out their first golf game uh, just in 2021, and now they have the one that's coming out in October. They just announced it, and they showed some gameplay footage of it. And I have to say, I really like 2K21, but at the same time, I don't know if 2K23 is worth the purchase if you're playing 21. I don't think there's a much of a difference between the two. Now, as a content creator, it's going to sound like I'm contradicting myself here, but I might pick up 2K23 because as a content creator and playing it on stream and having people interact with the newest game is going to be a lot more people that want to come and watch or play because it's new, right? So I don't think if you're looking to pick up the game, if you own 2K21, I don't think there's enough in 2K23 to to pick up a difference. You know what I mean? Like the graphics are just a little bit better. They have a top golf in there, but everything else is pretty much the same. You can play as the pros, but I don't feel like there's enough in the new game, but then again, they haven't really told us a lot that's going on in that game, and I just think there's not enough to justify going from 21 to 23 in this golf game besides if you're going to play with pros, because I figure if you play 21, yeah, you couldn't play with the, as the pros, but you could play as your main character that you're going to make anyway in 2K23 to go do career mode and play to try to get to the uh, the FedEx Cup and stuff like that, so you're not really going to play but they're adding like, you know, Tiger Woods the cover art. They're adding Michael Jordan in there as a, as a bonus for standard edition for pre-orders or whatnot. But again, I don't know. Obviously, I think I'm going to get it just because I'm enjoying the golf game and and to push forward on this where more people come in on the crew, the society and play every week. I think it might be better beneficial to me. But I also kind of want to wait to hear what EA's got coming out with theirs because their golf game is a little bit more realistic. 
and they have the Masters, which this one doesn't. So, yeah. Like, well, well, what golf really needs, Mike, is a FedEx Cup collector series of golfer cards that you have to pay for, <laughs> but with with golf packs, and so it makes it more exciting. To collect all the golfers of the past years, that's and right. Build your team of golfers to compete in the FedEx Cup. They and they they did they did say there's going to be a three step battle pass, right? There's a free track, there's a ten dollar battle pass, and there's a twenty there's a battle pass plus or whatever it is. So there's three there's three battle passes in this. So uh, other than those two games, I haven't been really been playing. I've been playing a little bit of multiverses, which I'll go into another story real fast because. This week I talked about it on the Daily Grind, but Multiverses debuted in July, and it's a free-to-play game, Sarge, okay? Free-to-play game, and it debuted sure as, the, it as the best-selling game in the U.S. last month because of the Founders Packs. And the Founders Packs got you these um, keys or tickets that you could unlock the characters, and there was a $30 version, there was, a, I believe, a $70 version, and there was like a $100 version or $60 and a $100 version. So, Multiverse came out was the best-selling game of last month, and just last week, they were at 10 million players. Now, this week, they've already surpassed that by now they're at 20 million. They're at 20 million uh, players in Multiverses right now, so they're just just racking it in the popularity and it's it's getting bigger and bigger they just added um well they they announced last week with the season that started that black adam was coming in and stripe from gremlins is coming in and they just added i think um morty from rick and morty inside the game so they're they're going to constantly add more people into this game there's rumors about like matrix characters more game of thrones characters more scooby-doo characters uh the wicked witch beetlejuice like they have a whole bunch of other characters that are down the, the pipeline. So I just wanted to give information because last week they're at 10 million. This week they're at 20 million. So they're constantly uh, growing the population here. In, uh, but it's free, it's free to play. It's free to play, you said, right? It is a free to play game. Yeah. Well, so they're not counting sales. They're counting people just downloading. No, 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 no. They're counting the sales. It was the best selling game of the Founders Packs. Oh, the Founders Packs. The Founders Packs. Yeah. It has nothing okay. to do with the, the, the people that are playing. But out of 20 million people that have. Uh, that are playing, it beat Elden Ring. And Elden Ring, I think, sold like 2 million copies or something in July. So there's at least two, if not more, three, four, could be 5 million people that bought a Founders Pack to to get the certain characters and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, Krebsy's asking, why are they adding a basketball player to a golf game? I think, well, he's a, um, a, a big lifetime golfer like he loves playing golf just like a lot of other basketball players and celebrities uh and uh they paid him the money i'll be honest that's what they did they they paid him the money <laughs> and that's why jordan uh may, maybe jordan is trying to get his brand and maybe it is already i don't really follow golf very much but maybe his maybe jordans are a brand in golf now who knows i have no idea yeah jordan is a notorious golf gambler yeah there's a lot of people in the golf game. It is. Oh, Sarge. This reminds me. Would you be interested in no. doing a mini golf tournament in real life for a prize pool of $100,000? There's a buy-in of $500. A team, me and you, and we can, we can try to win $100,000 from mini golf. Where 
Sarasota, October. What? In October. What? What's the date in October? Uh, I think it's the 26th, 27th. So five hundred dollars each to gamble. No, five hundred dollars for the team. For the team. Five hundred dollars for the team. Yep. And there's four days. It's it's two rounds per day. Okay, yeah. so you play two rounds. There's four rounds, the, just like golf. The, the, the craziest guys are going to be coming out for the hundred thousand dollars, Mike. You know this, right? I know. Like actual like actual golfers we, will be there. We we could we could have a shot. That it's that pop mean, it's that pop stroke in Sarasota. I mean, okay. I guess I I, I I think you have to go out there and play that course though because everybody else practice. Of course, practice we gotta you gotta you gotta play you gotta play it a couple times. You can't just you can't just go out there cold going. I've never played this course before. I'm putting five hundred dollars up on the line if we're not gonna practice. Yeah, I don't I don't think I don't think they should have told you what course they were using. They should have been a surprise, so no no one could have practiced. <clears throat> well, there's also a solo competition. Uh, there's there's a team competition, and a solo competition. Winner of the team is a hundred thousand. The the winner of the solo is twenty five thousand. So, think about it. Think about it. We we might do it. All right. I mean, what else am I doing in October? Win win a potential hundred thousand dollars. That's what you could be doing. No, it's it's not even a course like that, George. It's a, a pop stroke course. It's, it's a miniature version of a real golf. Yeah, course. it's a it's a miniature version of like a real golf course. It looks like a real golf course. I'll tell you what, I'm about to pre-order a game for the first time in years. Which game is that? Let's see. Oh. Don't tell us, Cujo. Let's see if the chat can guess what game Man. he's going to pre-order. He saw it's a game. I, it's IP. He's IP hi- Lives. He's, he's hyped up. He's hyped up. What could it be? IP Lies. I think it's Skull and Bones. Skull and Bones yeah, for Koju. I, I, <laughs> IP Lies. He's, he's doing the steampunk game. Ghost Dragon says, I tried PGA 2K21. It's pretty complicated for me. How did you do uh, your first time playing? Oh, I was terrible. Uh, if, you're, if you're on the easiest setting, and I use the, I don't know if you're using the buttons to, to time your stuff. I use the swing. I just use the, the left analog to pull back and pull forward much, much easier. I think he does PlayStation. PlayStation's the, uh, the system he plays on, I believe. The iPhone iPhone is his main system. IPhone. He's playing cross uh, Stadia. Clash of Clans. Yeah, Clash of Clans is what he's, what he's doing. All right. Yeah, we haven't really played much this weekend, uh, this past week. So it's time. I don't know if this is going to work. It's time for our top stories. All right. I like both kinds of music. I like country and Western. Right. <laughs> All right. So PlayStation, you know, Sony bought Bungie. Let's just start with Bungie. Bungie. No, no, no. Let's, let's, let's just say it the right way. What? Bungie can't handle money, and they needed someone to buy them. That's exactly what it is. Sure. Sure. All right. Sony didn't buy anyone. Bungie was like, can you help me? I can't balance a book. Yeah, sure. <laughs> we'll take you back. So... So Bungie, Bungie uh, announced Lightfall, uh, and Lightfall, I watched this, and I know my chat was like, he's coming back. He's going to play the game. I'm not, I'm not coming back to play the game. I was, I was not interested at all. You were in chat, Sarge. You saw the Pirate's Booty expansion season come out. You're like, I'm all in. I'm like, I'm not all in. 
I was I was just I, asking I'm questions. No, I'm nowhere. I You're know that. in because no, it's pirates. I, I'm not. I'm not in. I'm not in at all. Okay. I asked questions. What intrigued me, what the one thing that they'd say was that all content for this week is free. And I was like, all right, I'm listening. Because I didn't play the last expansion that came out, but I played the one before that. I had played Shadowkeep. So I would only be for that last one that just came out in February. And I was like, I don't have time. I don't. My son's birthday is today. We're going out away this weekend for his birthday. So it's like, I don't have time to pick it up. And then I was like, I got to download it again. Right? And I was like, it's been off my system almost a year. It feels really nice. Right? Yep. yep. What I did find, I'll, I'm going to talk positive about this. I, obviously, Bungie right, always you, does. You got, you got 15 seconds. Right, go. Bungie always does a good job of putting the, the, the stuff together. They always make a great trailer. And I was intrigued by the new board. Neptune, new city, new class. Not new class, but new subclass. Like, new abilities or whatever. But then I was just like, that's broke as fuck. Right? They had the grappling yeah. hook. Now, I'm going to ask this, Sarge. B-O- Maybe you heard. B- O-F. Right. Maybe you heard it and I missed it. Chat, maybe you heard something and I missed it. But once that expansion comes out, is it only you could grab anything on Neptune? Like you just throw it out in the air and grab anywhere and swing? Or can I go to the older boards and just pick it up in the air and then just, right? Yeah, it's it's just the, it's stasis over again. It just it's, it's done worse. Different. It's worse it's, uh, than stasis. Uh, I wouldn't say it's worse. I just say it's just We're, like stasis. Dude, they've just turned the game into Spider Man. Yeah, everyone's just gonna be up in the air flying around. It's gonna be like yeah. Fortnite building shit, right? That's what's gonna happen in PvP now. Every time Bungie comes out with a new subclass, it's OP as hell on purpose to make everyone hyped about it. And then the minute everyone gets it, they go, this is broke. PvP's broke. This game's broke. Like, it, it, it's the same flow, <laughs> right? It's the same flow. They're going to talk out. Listen, it looks amazing. I, I'm not going to lie. It look, I, This is what I did. After watching it, I went like this. I went. <laughs> I went no. just like this. No. I, I no. go like. Then I looked at my hard drive, and I go, oh, it's not there? Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, I, I did the same thing. Never, never mind. You're hyped up because they do such a good job at showing you the stuff in the trailer. They do right? an amazing job. They do an amazing yes. job. And you're like, oh, man, this looks good. Then I walked away after the stream. I got in car line. I was like, let, let time sink in. And I went, no, I'm, not, I'm good. Right? It's like, you, it's like drinking at the bar, looking at your phone going, I'm going to call her. Right? You, you, don't do, you just erase the number from your phone. Right? And then you just, you just move on with your life. I, I, here's here's the conversation. The conversation is this: they they offered a lot of updates for what is coming out for this season and the new subclass. If you paid attention to everything that they said, it's all positive on the surface. Sure, right. But how does that? We'll just go down the list. How does that subclass affect gameplay? Number one, right? They said that they are no longer sunsetting anything which i guess means that they bought themselves some servers okay it has to be right <clears throat> epic's probably helping them out and say hey you want servers we got you do you want servers but everything that's already been sunset is sunset but nothing else will be sunset so that's a bonus right new gear to collect new gear to chase yes all good uh the dungeons included this time i hear the dungeons not right, you, you don't, don't have to you pay, don't pay for it ever right 
Right. So new sections, a whole, this whole other thing about being a pirate comes into play. Well, that's for the so, season now. That's for the season right. right now. Yeah, yeah. But everything's being announced together. Like what, what, what makes you want to come in and stay in type of thing? I, they, they do an amazing job. But at the same time, it's the same game loop. And when you introduce a new subclass, it basically resets the oh shit button for the community because now right. you have to go through the whole process again of what does this entail and what does it do for gameplay, right? It, remember all those hidden walls, right? Yeah. If you have a grappling hook, do you know how far up on the map you can go now to find out if right. there's a gap or a right. twitch somewhere? Right. Even if you went back like, into the old raids. Now, chat is saying that from their understanding that it's only on Neptune is what they understand, right? Quest says that, well, that they say only ridiculous. on Neptune. Well, here's the thing. If I have a new subclass, I can only use the abilities on the new planet? That seems a little ridiculous, doesn't it? Yeah, but what sounds more ridiculous, Sarge? You can only use the abilities on the new planet or... Grappling hook everywhere, and now nothing is is hard. Jumping puzzles are completely gone. Uh, well, first of all, it's a subclass. So what is it? I'm a subclass, and I go to I go to an old map, and it goes, uh, your subclass doesn't work on this planet. Does that make sense? Would that make sense that that would not work on a planet? Right. And I can't pick the subclass for that. Then, right. then you're getting then you're getting completely and totally ridiculous. Well, well George. Right? They they said they could just grapple hook anywhere in the air is what they said, right? Yeah, there's there's no it doesn't grapple on George, 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 buddy. It doesn't grapple onto anything. It just grapples, it just grapples onto, onto the, the air. The air, yeah. Right. It's a magical thing that just it just anywhere. Anywhere. I'm sure there might be some kind of distance, but it's anywhere. That's why we say it's it's broke. As soon as you announce it, it's broke. But but at the same time, does it really matter? But right. Like right. Does it really does it really matter that I can grapple hook anywhere? Like Mike, my, my here's my statement. It's about time. Right? I want I want <laughs> right. I've been wanting to get up there for so long that like there's like three spots in the game. I'm like, I really want to get up there. No, now right? now, now it's gonna I happen, can. Sarge. You know, but now what's gonna happen is gonna be a, a ceiling that you, an invisible ceiling you can't get to, right? Oh, never mind if it was an invisible ceiling. That's actually it's what it's sticking walls. to. It's actually sticking yeah. to the invisible ceiling that you're gonna be swinging from, right? Hey, listen. It, <clears throat> Uh, I always wait for the official come out, let everything go through a little bit. And then when, when the streamers start talking about it, I start to watch the streams again just to get a feel for it. Well, it, it looks it looks great. It looks like some of the, the, the cosmetics are great. Uh hey everybody. They're doing they're doing LFG. Everyone proud, right? Everyone right. excited right. about LFG. Well, that's another Destiny, thing, right? right? They didn't right? didn't they let, do this before, Sarge? Yes, they did LFG before and then immediately removed it and said it doesn't work. It's not working right. We're not right. doing it. And then like, four years later, you can't, you can't do looking for group for four years and then it came back again. And now it's a Madden feature. Yeah, now it's now it's LFG a, you, is now a Madden. Feature. Now you can see people. And this one made me laugh when they were talking about it. Remember in Destiny 1 when you did like the uh, the nightfalls and your head glue like uh, like glowed with that with the flames on your head and you're like, oh, man. That's so cool. And then if you did the vault of glass, you actually got the vault of glass armor and stuff. And you're like, oh, that's really awesome. Because then you would see that people that did the vault of glass actually did the vault of glass because they did the actual activity, right? But then they implemented they implemented a store. And the store said, oh, here, you can have everything you want. The coolest gear is in the store. Just buy it, buy it, buy it, buy it. So now they try to sell you back an LFG. And they're like, if you need help with this raid... You can just go up to somebody and, and pick it, and you can see that they're good at the raid because of the gear that they're wearing and the stuff that they have. And I'm like, that's exactly what you had before that you took away from us because 
You didn't want to separate the people because I felt bad because I couldn't do the raid, right? Right, right. type of thing. Like, that and, was the reason. And that was the reason. Now, now you can look at people and go, hey, uh, Sarge, you look like you've done the raid. Can I come along? Can you help me through the raid? <laughs> right? Like, I don't, don't understand. Gotta, you don't got a flaming head right there. No, but, but there, once again, the, the stack of items that were good is still a good thing. LFG's back. Hey, better, a okay. better LFG. Uh, here's a better one, right? Better bro? LFG. Yeah, but the Gilded Games are still exist, but this is right. a better LFG. Yeah. Oh, and let's not forget loadouts. Fucking oh. loadouts. It's only been eight years. Eight years. <laughs> eight years for eight loadouts. Years. You know let's what? Yeah, I, I'll, I'll clap for you. Eight years, Bungie. You did it. Eight years Woo. for loadouts. New servers wait, and loadouts. Wait, eight years and two games. Okay. Eight years and two games. I have Listen, hope Marvel's there. Avengers has six more years to get a loadout system inside their game. Because Bungie's setting the standards here. Eight years it took them to get a loadout in their game. Ghost Dragon, it's not it's not a dumb question. But you it, as long as you've been paying attention, right? LFG was in Destiny before. No, no, he's, they a, just he's said, asking what LFG is. Oh, looking, I'm sorry. Looking for group. Not a dumb question. Looking for group. Not a dumb question. Not a dumb question at all. Right? It was already in the game. And then it, they took it out. And now they, they brought it yeah, back. Looking for group. They brought it back. And now it's awesome. Right? So loadouts, LFG, no sunsetting, free week of everybody. Basically, everybody in the pool. Yeah. Everybody in the pool. That's basically what's going on right now. Everybody in the pool. <laughs> oh, and by the way, if you try, if you try <laughs> Destiny right now, right. right this moment, throw your Galahorn. Right, right. right. We'll, well, we'll we'll throw you we'll throw you a Galahorn. Don't worry about it. Look, I I I'll stand I'll stand by this. Playing when I played Destiny, it was it was a lot of fun, but I know if I load this back in, okay. Uh, if if I played Destiny. I would play for maybe 15 minutes and go, this is the exact same game was before, and I don't like the business model, right? Like, it's the same things. You're going to be grinding for stuff. Oh, and here's the last thing. Here's the last thing I want to say. They What's said that they're stopping the sunsetting, right? And all I have to say to them is, fuck you, because you told me that they had to sunset weapons because of the reasons, reasons. right? And then they stopped sunsetting the weapons, and then they said we have to get rid of the at the vault things. We have to vault things just we're out of space. And then now they're like going forward, we're not we're not going to you're not going to lose anything. Everything moving forward, you can play all the stuff. And just to, just yeah. to prove it to you, right now this nope. week alone, you could you could play everything, all the DLC for free right now. Everything, right? Everything. I I I. I said it was bullshit before, and it's bullshit now, right? I don't even care that, you, that you're not sunsetting anything anymore. I'm done. I just sunsetted myself, right? I'm, I'm Dorn, right? I deactivated myself, okay? I deactivated myself. Listen, they, they, they're, still, they're still the masters of hyping up whatever the new content's coming out. Uh, I'm going to give it two weeks after it comes out and see what the, what the I guess, the, the story is going to be with all the community once they start playing with the uh, grapple hook right now. We'll so real quick, George, is that true about the rocket launchers or the, uh, the grenade launchers? They're, they're nerfing them. Is it rocket launchers or grenade launchers? Cause I, I saw something on Twitter, but I didn't, I didn't click on it to read more. But when you said something, I was like, wait, I thought I saw that. Are they really nerfing stuff because of the raid tomorrow? 
<clears throat> what? When are they going to combine Destiny 1 to Destiny 2 and combine all the content? Oh, that's coming. Oh, that's coming. You better, you better believe that's coming, right? When they're done, not the next, not the next expansion. There's one more expansion after this, right? That's 2023, right? We have this dropping in February. 2024, you have the last expansion that's coming out. And then yep. in 2025, before they drop the big bomb or Destiny, whatever the next Destiny game is, they're going to tell you that there's Destiny... And it's gonna be all of Destiny. They're gonna they're gonna give you back all of Destiny One. They're gonna give you back the the, the Lich King, the, the the Fallen, House of Wolves. They're gonna give you they're gonna give you the Forgotten Shores. They're gonna give you for the Dreaming City. They're gonna. Did you say Did you say Lich King? Take it easy, kids. Wow. Say Lich King. Like, I meant I meant World of Warcraft. They're throwing in they're throwing in Lich King. Kings. <laughs> Good lord. Yeah. They're, they're gonna they're gonna toss everything in. They, they they gotta get people in. Sorry. World of Warcraft's hurting as well. So they got They got they got plenty of people in, man. They got plenty of people in. Right? F they just they announced it when they said it. Five million new players. They didn't nerf them. No. They they aren't they aren't working correctly, so they disabled them. Oh. oh just as good. Just as good. They didn't nerf them. They just completely took them out. <laughs> that's 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 a nerf. That's a nerf. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. You know, the one thing, the one thing we were wrong though, and you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of sad about it, is that the green wasn't poison. No, well, right? you know the they wanted to make it. Poison. You know they wanted to make it. Poison. You, you know they did though. Yeah. Like, you, you know they did. There's a poison. They're like, got, no, no, but, we can't but do they, that. But they got, yeah, they like. There's no way that the, the the crowd, the crowd anger levels between stasis and poison will be biblical. Yeah, we yeah. can't do. We can't do poison. I told you it was so, poison. So, so instead of giving you a damage thing, a damage over time that would piss people off to no end, instead, we just give you the freedom of movement anywhere you want to go. <laughs> anywhere you want to go, you just kind of go. Uh, the animations and stuff for the weapons look cool, right? They, those look cool. It's always solid, man. It's yeah. always solid. Yeah. They do they do a fantastic job. The guy's been working with that engine long enough now. They know what the story is. They improved it's the just, engine, Sarge. Yeah, I heard, about, I heard about that, too, but... I, I didn't get any hard nipples because of it, right? When you tell me you're working on the engine and you kind of modified your Tiger engine or rare, like you're going to make it something better than it was, like, right. great. But at the same time, it's the same game loop. It's the same type of thing. I, I, the, the, the last ditch effort for me that I, I kind of, I, I still kind of look at it for like, for what it is, is the, is the, the story of the continuation of what the actual ending is going to be well, the characters that they have in development now, what's the end? Right. Right. Does right. does the darkness win? Do we win? Does the game finally just end and you guys make something else? Like pick something. Here, here's a cool pick thing something. that they actually did. They they teamed up with Epic, right? You can download the whole thing on Epic, right? Uh, and they also teamed up with Fortnite, which is part of Epic, right? And Fall Guys. So you can get the Fall Guys uh, uh, cosmetics of Destiny inside Fall Guys. You can also get the cosmetics in Fortnite for Zavala, uh, the um, Ikora, and what, what's the uh, what's the what's the girl EXO? What's what's her name? Banshee. No, no, the girl. Bri Bri Help me out, Chad. I forget what her name. The EXO. The EXO. Uh, forget what her freaking name is. The Stranger. Yeah, the Stranger girl. But but she's got a name. It's not the Stranger. It's something else, isn't it? Anyway, Golly, she she's in the game, and they actually look really cool. And and I thought it was funny. 
and I don't think a lot of the Fortnite people got this. The trailer for Fortnite for to introduce Destiny, they were shooting into a loot cave, which I thought was fucking hilarious. I was like, I was like, oh, that's pretty fun. All the people were coming out and they're just shooting into a cave. I was like, well, that's a throwback, right? On eight, purpose. Eight years ago, we were shooting into a but, cave. Yeah, but, but really what it was is one of the developers made a spawn location, forgot to change the code, and it became another loot cave. Right. And right. instead of them trying to fix it, they said, fuck it. Right. I, they, just left, they just left it there. I wanted to know how many people that actually saw that were like, I don't understand why they're shooting into a cave. Like, we're completely lost on it. If you pre-ordered Lightfall for $99, you get Lightfall Exotic Auto Rifle Quicksilver Storm. <laughs> she didn't have time to explain why she didn't have time to do her makeup. That's right. If you get the I mean, 30th there, anniversary there, pack for free on still, Epic. They're, they're like, right, like right now, there's so much in the game that we don't know about because we don't have been playing. Yeah. But like the champion points and all kinds of stuff that makes the the percentages of weapons go up and how it stacks damage I, when you're with a when 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 you're with a fire team. There's all kinds of I stuff stole, going on. I still have a problem. Like, ah, whatever. I stole the I problem care. with the season mentality of like this. I don't know what it is, but uh, hand cannons and you have to use it's, hand it's cannons. Season of the booty. All right, I have all hundreds. I have hundreds of guns, but I have to use this gun. This season, this is the meta. This season, I I, I didn't like that. I never did like that. I, I listen. I think loadouts is a, is a great step in 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 the direction, but at the same time, they 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 they've lost the ability to find the weapons and pair it with the armor in a way that makes that loadout special for a specific type of content. No, right. and I think I think that if the loadout system works the way it's intended, then that's also a step in the right direction. Where maybe between the champion points now and specific weapons with a specific fire team, you can actually stack damage for type of enemies that you're fighting for that level or that that uh, area. But we'll see. I'll wait. I'll wait a couple of weeks and see what the guys are doing. Right. I'm always interested, but I can't play it anymore. I played. Listen, I played it enough. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I played it for a really long time. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, next story I want to talk about is talking about trash fires. Is uh, Saints Row. Now I didn't play Saints Row. I wasn't gonna play Saints Row. I wouldn't touch Saints Row with someone else's hands and controller. Okay. When this when they first showed this, there's people out there, and if you're one of these people, I'm not making fun of you in any way, shape, or form. You you said that this game was going to be the game of the year. This was going to be an awesome game. And I said, this game is trash. You need to stay away from this game as far as way as possible. And it's getting bad reviews across the board. Okay. Bad, bad reviews across the board. I think the, the highest score was an eight given by game informer people, but those people are toxic. So you can't listen to them. Yeah, I don't know what they were, what, what they were smoking. Everyone else is giving it like a three, a five, a six. Okay. Well, they got paid. They got paid. Yeah. That's why. So, Saints Row, in Skill Up's review, now, this is just the view I'm, I'm referencing, but I read two other reviews and watched someone else's review. I forget that it was a random person that popped up on my stream because I watched these other ones. But Skill Up said, and I said this before I even played the game, which I didn't play the game, just watching the game before it came out, I said, this game looks like it needs another six to 12 months of actual gameplay to, like, fix it. From just looking at the footage that they showed us, Skill Up gave me validation because he played it for 15 to 20 hours and said that this game needs eight 
to 12 months of actual bug fixing. He said it's terrible. He says it's bare, it's glitchy, the story is terrible. The writing is worse, okay, than what's happening on Disney Plus right now with their shows. Okay, like the, the, the that's that's saying a lot. That's saying a lot. Okay. So this is just an absolute trash fire. So much so, Sarge. So much so that let me let me bring up that I did like I did like the Saints Row where you could become Superman. That like was the and the three, president. Four. Yeah, I, I thought that was it was way over the top. But at that point, I figured, who cares now? Right. Well, I'm I'm Jesus and I'm the president. Here, I can do what I want. Here's here's what happened when Saints Row came out. Okay. Embracer's stock price falls following Saints Row's reviews. Well, that's good. It's time to buy it. Let's okay. go. <laughs> if they if they if they fill in price, it's time to buy it. So today's launch of Saints Row Reboot has been seen as the first big test for Embracer's AAA, excuse me, AAA studio talent, following the company's enormous, still ongoing spread of acquisitions over the past couple of years. But yesterday's Saints Row embargo lifted, and the response of it on different outlets is is pretty bad. Uh, the more straight-faced reboot, wacky Saints Row open-world action franchise questions has been asked about the game's direction ever since the shaky reveal a year ago. Originally set to launch in February. The game was later delayed by six months to ultimately arrive this week. Now, sink that in real fast. Now, I'm not saying this company is like this company. like that, That's like the other company. But let's see. Marvel's Avengers was delayed by six months, and it came out, and it was broke and buggy and got bad reviews. Uh, what other game came out that was moved? Oh, Cyberpunk was delayed, and it was broke and buggy when it came out. Okay. Uh, Battle Battlefield 1940, or I'm sorry, 2042 was out, and it was broken buggy. So this was supposed to come out in February. It came out six months later, and it's broken buggy and unfinished, and it still needs at least six to twelve months to fix what it what it is. Right. So in it says uh, it also benefited from picking up various companies and franchises comparatively low prices. Uh, last week, Embracer announced it intended to purchase the rights to make video games based on uh, the Tolkien Middle Earth, including Lord of the Rings. Uh, prior to that. They picked up Tomb Raider and DuxX uh, developers, Crystal Dynamics, Eos Montreal, Square Enix, for a bargain of $300 million. But clearly, Embracer is still concerned by the quality level of its projects. Just today, it was reported that the publisher was indeed moved in struggling Knights of the Old Republic remake to another Eternal studio. That's another problem, right? So, lots of problems here with Embracer Group, okay, which I got to bring up. Is this, the, is this the post? No, is this the post? Yeah, this is the post. So, Embracer Group, Sarge, has 120 internal game development studios, has 230 games in development right now, and a massive stable of 850 IPs, having more than 12,750 employees and contracts. How, how do they spell it? How do they spell it? Embracer is yeah. E M B R A C R. Right? So, they have all of these, and so you guys can see what the piece of the pie looks like for them. This is not about the conversation about Activision getting 20% and, and them. This is, this is a, showing you how many companies that they have and how many problems they're having right now with Saints Row, Knights of the Old Republic, uh, just not knowing the other problems they have because now they do own Marvel's Avengers, which is, still has issues, right? So they've picked up a lot of these companies that are having issues with games in the pipeline. Okay, that are coming out, that are already out. Uh, so, what do you think about this, Sarge? With Embracer Group picking up so many companies, and then 
having Saints Row come out, it's a swing and a miss. And they're also picking up subpar games that were in the past that didn't get very good reviews. And the remake of Knights of the Old Republic that everyone's freaking excited about was indefinitely, remember, just two weeks ago, it was indefinitely suspended. And then a week later, indefinitely delayed. And then a week later, it was said that it's not delayed. It was moved to a different studio. And and now it's it's up in the air, right? And, and and that's why vocabulary matters. When you say indefinitely delayed, you're selling you're telling me it's canceled. Indefinite indefinite delay means never coming, right? That's what indefinite means. Never. <laughs> Definitely not. Right. So to me, I don't look as Embracer Group being like this powerhouse. They have a lot of small studios. They're looking to pump out games frequently. They're trying to build up an economic base within the company that they have currently. And so if one or two games does poorly, they've got other games down the pike that are coming out that are going to do well. Almost like what you talked about before, movie companies, when they've got a crappy movie here and there, but the one good movie pays for the crappy movies and you keep moving on. It pays for the Uh, other seven crappy movies. I think think Embracers, what they're looking for is they own a lot of these smaller companies and what ends up happening is these companies will come out with games and whether or not that they do well or not on their own, even though they're under the Embracer Group company name, like if they do well, that company will continue. But if it doesn't, I guarantee you one of the other companies within the Embracer Group itself will absorb these companies and they'll, they'll, they'll start consolidating studios until they get the right number of people in a studio to make a triple a title from here and there but right now they're looking for numbers right i want games out i want stocks to move i want revenue i want games to be pumped out so with that many people under their umbrella they're definitely going to have multiple games coming out the next couple of years and we have to see whether or not if they're decent enough or not it's it's not a it's not a huge thing and th- this is why People keep talking about how uh, it's an antitrust suit with uh, Microsoft purchasing Activision Blizzard because of the size of the company. And considering the rest of the companies who own how much they own, this is not going to be a problem. Yeah, I I said this the other day on my stream. I think Embracer Group, yes, they don't own the 20% of whatever, but they have so many companies that sort of like the movie analogy that that I said that you said back is that if they have 120 companies, one of those companies is going to make a hit, right? And that's all they really need, like one game to make a hit to start building up the goodwill of stuff, right? Like, let's say they, let's say Saints Row came out and and was swinging for the fences, and it, it actually did good. Came out, it's, it's getting rave reviews and whatnot. Everyone's like, oh, man, here they go. Home run one, it builds up that goodwill to the rest of their games that were more open-minded about, oh, well, Embracer Group's doing this. Oh, Knights of the Old Public's coming out from Embracer Group. And we're, we're, we're more uh, easily forgiven for people when they're like, ah, oh, you know, we're going to miss here and there. But one after another, their goodwill hasn't started yet, right? The brand new game that just came out, we're going to miss. In the background, Knights of the Old Republic doesn't really need to be made, remade, but now it's being remade and now it's having problems background uh marvel's avengers got bought out by them they're trying to revive it they're still giving it legs but it's still a broken game and still still lackluster they're not showing a lot of stuff but one of these 120 games one of these 
230 games that are coming, or 120 studios, 230 games coming out, or the 850 IPs, you're going to have a couple of hits within there to pay for the shitty ones that are that are come out. But but didn't we talk about this before? Isn't Embracer Group a group of guys yes. who grew, who grew up gaming who just happen to have lots of money, large quantities of money? They put their their money together to together to to, to build a fund, right? So by that token, they're going for numbers. Sure, yeah. they're going for numbers. Right. Put it this way. Something something eventually will stick. The listen, the numbers now are insane. They just are. Like just for your just for one example of yourself, how many PlayStations are there? 150 million? Uh how like many, 116 million PlayStation 4s. Yeah, yeah. How many how many Game Pass subscribers are there? Uh, Up to three, 30 almost uh, 30 million almost? Game Pass is thir- about 27 I think, 27, 27 million. 27 right million, right? The numbers are insane, insane. In the old days, a three to five million uh, sales units was all you needed. And now we are global. We are on a service-based system. And as long as a percentage of the people who are on those platforms purchase that game, they're fine. We're not even talking about the actual three to five, five million anymore. We're just talking about the percentage of them anymore. It's, it's gotten to the point it's gotten to the point now where this is this is the period of time where everyone's swallowing everybody else whole. All these yeah. companies are, are jockeying for position. And when the smoke clears, everyone will start putting their all their eggs in one basket. Who's on digital only? Who's doing who's doing exclusives only? Who's doing who's doing handheld stuff? Like you're gonna find out where everyone's gonna go. And I, I I've already figured it out. I, I thought about this, right? For the last week, actually, right? We were talking about it in the past. We talked about how how is it they're going to make VR mainstream? Because who's going to buy a three or four hundred dollar console and then spend three or four hundred dollars on a virtual reality goggle set? And then I started. I've been thinking about it, and I go, I got it. I finally figured out how how VR will become mainstream in the next three to five years when hardware is no longer necessary. And your Xbox and or PlayStation gaming capability is based in the cloud or on a unit inside your TV where I don't have to buy the unit anymore. I'm just cloud gaming. When that happens, you are no longer purchasing hardware, which opens up the door for the hardware purchase to be the goggles themselves. So you will have a service based out of your own television for gaming. And then you decide, I'm going to go out and buy the VR goggles down for three or four dollars instead of the hardware. Boom, mainstream the VR goggles. The only thing I, I disagree on a Microsoft standpoint, they're they're not going into VR, right? Not yet. No, but Sony is. So, but they're they're not going into VR. So I I don't think that's going to to happen. What you're saying. Or it's just because Microsoft doesn't want to go VR. They think AR is going to be the way to go. Same with Apple. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. I think Embracer Group is like the minor leagues to the major league or whatever. I think Embracer Group has, they're like the incubators, right? Because if you look at all the companies that Embracer Group has picked up, they are what like Activision and EA and Atari and Sega were in the 80s. Small companies trying to build up a game that's that lets them and what i think 
what Embracer Group could be doing is like an incubator, right? They buy up all these companies to put underneath all one umbrella, and then if they start making a name for themselves, and Sony or Microsoft or Amazon or anybody that wants to pick up that studio, they'll sell them to them. You know what I mean? I truly believe that's what's going to happen because they're not going to buy all of Embracer with all these companies, but Embracer's buying up all these little companies going, oh, wait, you like uh, what this company's doing? Yeah, they made uh, two great games for us that sold this many many uh, copies. They're like, yeah, we would like, we're missing that type of developer in our repertoire. Uh, how much for them? And Embracer's like, oh, yeah, well, we'll give it to you for you know, $4 billion, whatever, one company. I if it, I said I haven't done enough research on Embracer, but if they are the type of guys that I think that they are, where, where they grew up on gaming, they understand what it takes to be an investment group investing in video games. They're probably going for the numbers, and at, at, instead of going for the art, they're going for the numbers. So, I think it'd be wise to keep an eye on them because I don't think that a bunch of guys would throw their money into the ring like we're trying to do sports book betting. I'm pretty sure that these guys know that what they're trying to accomplish. Right. They're not trying to buy the Activisions. They're trying to buy the no. smaller guys. Uh, low low overhead. Yeah. Uh, pop out, just just like they did back in the old days. 14 to 30 people before, in the group. Bef right. Before, before the big companies were big, they were small garage-sized groups looking to, make their looking to make their first good game. And once they did, they blew up. Just like Bungie started, they blew up. Just like Rockstar blew up. Just back in the day, you start small, you find the winner, and you expand from there. And I think that's that's the direction they're going. I, everyone can complain about antitrust all they want, but this is normal, right? When you have this many companies and the, and the and the economy took a shit like it did, you have to consolidate in order to survive, right? And I'm not going to say Bungie consolidated. I still think Bungie can't handle money. I, I'm I'm I am now a hundred percent, a hundred percent convinced. It's the only that company Bungie cannot handle their own money. Yeah, it's it's the only company that I know that wants to be on their own, publishing their own stuff, and yet well, keeps bought out twice. Keeps getting Three. bought out by people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. Yeah. Makes makes no sense. Let's see what the chat's saying here. George says I'm too old for playing VR game. Tell me, VR games kill him. And he also says I agree that they just need to hit on a few games, but nobody wants the uh, the favorite game. Right, exactly. This is just a yeah, corporate but, consolidation. Yeah, but um, you see, well, as far as Embracer, what what, what Embracer Group's doing, John? Corporate co consolidation. They're keep their hands off on the on the companies, right? They're buying them underneath this umbrella, but right. they're, they're hands off of the companies, right? Because what ends up happening is, if you're with under under Embracer Group and you, and you do poorly, then you're you're hoping somebody else in the group will just buy you out. Right, that's the whole. That's the whole thing. Right. Because you're, you're, they, they don't care what happens low, to you as long as you're, as long as you're profiting. Low risk, high reward. But well, with Embracer Group, it's still, it's still risk no matter what. It's still risk. Oh, no the whole what, industry but, at the moment. Sure. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, go ahead. No, no, go, go. Ahead. I was gonna say, speaking of crappy games, uh, you know, Bethesda only gave out that one Fallout seventy six that was a clusterfuck of of a game. Their other games were buggy and broken and stuff. Starfield that we just saw in June, okay? Gamescom is here. Gamescom is here. Xbox just did their show today for six hours. You're like, hey, Starfield's going to be here, right? Why? Nothing. Nothing of Starfield was here. 
Now, we just had stories talking about how games were delayed six months and then came out broke, okay? Bethesda was supposed to come out in November. November, 11-11 was supposed to come out. Starfield was supposed to be here. Now, they already delayed it and said that it's coming out sometime early next year, and yet they haven't shown anything new, right, since games, uh, whatever, uh, Summer Game Fest, okay? They don't, they don't have anything to show. How do you not have anything? You've been working on this game for seven years. You showed us all little things, okay? And you don't have any new footage that you could show us. Nothing. Uh, but, Nothing but, new to show us at Gamescom, this is, the second largest gaming convention in the, in the world. But this is what they say every time. They say that in order to make a demo of the game, in order to show gameplay, takes time away from the developers to do the actual working on the game. We've heard this excuse before. So they don't have time to remake a new section of the game in order to show it at a games at the games convention because of time restraints, right? As far as Bethesda is concerned, it'll be done when it's done, right? What I'm concerned about of watching all of games, Gamescom, com, con, whatever the hell's called, the the gaming thing from Cologne, okay, is the fact that. Very rarely is there any information given about what the game that they're talking about is going to do. Like, they don't, they don't talk about the game. I heard a guy talk about how he had fun working with other guys on the team, how they were proud to work and in conjunction with another studio. I hear all these things about they're proud about their game. I'm glad you're proud. I'm glad you're in the right profession that you deserve to be in. Now you're trying to tell me about your game, then... Tell me about your game. Is it an adventure? Is it RPG? Is it multiplayer? Is it couch co-op? Like, what do you do in your game? Tell me about your game. Like, nobody tells, I got this great game coming out. They tell, they tell you nothing. Nothing about the game. Like, what kind of information do we get? Zero. Zero information. Well, Krebsy, here, here's the, the, the information I have. They were supposed to have a, a panel, then they pulled out. Then they said they were coming back, and then they canceled it completely. And now you're telling me it's tomorrow. Are we sure? Are we sure that Bethesda is tomorrow? And if it is, then this conversation, technically not wrong, because today's the show, tomorrow's their, their show. All right. So up to this point, during the Xbox showcase, Bethesda is Xbox, right? They didn't show anything at this show. Bethesda runs from 4 a.m. to 10 a.m. tomorrow. 4 a.m. to 10 a.m. Bethesda, six hours tomorrow. You're, you're telling me they're going to have a six-hour show? That's going to be the biggest. <laughs> first of all, first of all, I call I shenanigans. I, I call be. shenanigans, and, and that will be the greatest six hours of fluff I have ever heard in my life. That, is that what it could be? All right, Krebsy's sending me an article right now. Let me let me, right. let me check this it's out. It's all right. It's all right. I, I think it's hilarious. That's that's exactly what I think. They're in Germany. Yeah, I don't care about what time it is. But 4 a.m. to 10 a.m. Bethesda at Gamescom 2022 on August 16th after three years virtual celebration Gamescom. Yeah, but that's that's August 16th. They've since then they've they've canceled it. That this this is this is obsolete. I don't I don't know if this is if this is correct information anymore. 
Oh, it's 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. CEST. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, it's 4 a.m. to 4 p.m. Yeah, I, I don't know if they. From the articles that I read, is that they pulled out completely. They were supposed to show Redfall, and they were supposed to show Bethesda or Starfield, and they're not showing anything. Which, if. If it stands to right now, if tomorrow they don't show anything, that should worry a lot of people, right? How do you have a game that you announced last year, then tell us it's coming out in November of this year, then just two months ago tell us it's delayed, now it's early next year, but not show us anything, anything at, at, at a gaming convention? Now, if tomorrow they come out and they show us stuff, there was another article that said they might just show us the same stuff they showed us at, at the Game Fest, at Summer Game Fest, which would be completely ridiculous if they showed us the same stuff. Yeah, the Redfall, the Redfall gameplay that I saw of, of that didn't tell anything about the game. They didn't say anything new about the game. They just showed gameplay and just, just talked about stuff. They didn't tell you anything new about the game. Nothing. Majority. I shouldn't say nothing. Majority of Gamescom like Sarge was saying, didn't tell you anything new about any game. They, they, were, tell, they were talking about how, how much fun they had making the games, who they worked with, and all this other stuff. There's only two, two people that uh, showed passion, at least today in the Xbox show. One was Grounded. The developers of Grounded and the community manager of Grounded gave more information about Grounded than I've ever heard anybody give on any game. Okay, There was so much conversation there. And then uh, Pen Pentium, I think it was, which was the um, old 1800s uh, art style type of thing, like period, period, uh, like cardboard, stuff with cardboard cutout or cartoon side scroller about fonts and English and the and the way they'd had different languages and um, they were they were obsessed. The developers were obsessed with the fonts. Okay, and I was like these. I respect this. I was like, these are some much, nerds much, of history and fonts, right? Too much monster energy drink, bro. That's yeah. all that is. There was, there was nobody. Minecraft Legends came out. I know nothing about the game because a strategy game is like, you know, uh, Civilization or Age of Empire where I'm clicking a whole bunch of stuff and then uh, attacking. They showed Minecraft Legends and all I could figure out based on my own assumptions here is that the the character that you are is basically the mouse cursor, okay? And you control the mouse cursor, right? And you, and you get to control where he's going because it's going to be on console and stuff. And then you tell him he's got a flag, and you say, attack this wall. But you have, to run up with your, you have to run up with your character up to the wall and go, like, and then your whole squad comes up. But they didn't tell you if there was the resources. Like, are you, like, World of Warcraft back in the day, like, or... Are you are you farming the the wood or the stone and the grass and the diamonds and the iron to make certain characters and then to build your your army? They just said, "Well, this is the piglets and the piglets are, you know, really fun and they're they're the enemies and they had a lot of fun making this game." Yeah, the, the, all the other good guys and it's like thirty two minutes or twenty six talking and you didn't tell me anything about your game that you're trying to sell me to play your game. And then some of the, the content they showed today and the trailers they showed. Thanks for becoming a they, member. They didn't show anything other than we already saw. They were, most of them were just 
trailers that they already showed. They weren't gameplay trailers or anything. They were just trailers they already showed. Just lots of stuff that obviously, if it says 2023, it's not coming out until 2024. Stout, thank you very much for becoming a member. Appreciate it. So as it's says just... it for tomorrow. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. <sighs> yeah, Magnus. Magnus the Viking was telling us about Minecraft Legends, how much fun he had. I, I understand that everything can't be amazing every time it comes out, but it's just it it it's sad to see like like Saints Row for example isn't like the greatest series of all time. No, but it, it holds a candle to a lot of people because it was basically the spoof version of GTA. Yeah, basically is what it was. It but it, it's it's disappointing that companies use IP as just the stream of revenue and don't care about the game and then they just piss it away. Like Saint, as far as I'm concerned, Saints Row's done. Like yeah, because of this game, that's the end of Saints Row. Like, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe rightfully so, but it's just it's sad to see them treat an IP like that. Because in all honesty, they need to make up their own IP, which I haven't seen anyone do. I mean, a few of the games I saw, I thought was very interesting. Like, it's trying to start like a new IP, but. I just don't like how they just flush them down the toilet, man. I don't like the way they, they take a good title and they just... We're, we're, we're releasing a game. It's got the title on it. We'll sell on right name recognition alone, and we'll move on. Right, Krebsy. I, I don't know, Krebsy. Like, you're, supposed to, you're supposed to show us your... Like, I understand that these there's a lot of devs that talk in front of a camera, and they, they don't know how to act in front of a camera. They... they... They're uh, introverts. Right. I get it. They're I, introverts. I totally understand that. One, the production value today, today, Healy did a fantastic job with his production value opening night. Microsoft put their stage in the center of the arena and with no barricades or anything and all the sound coming into their, into, sounded like this. <sighs> like the entire time, you're, you're like, like, there's so much background noise. You can't understand anything that's going on. They're screaming at each other. They're screaming at each other on the stage, and they still can't hear each other. It was just bad production value on a, on a, on a uh, you know, just to be telling us what you're doing. Then when you're on stage talking about your game, and they talk so monotone, and they don't anything new about the game. Hey, we're here to watch you. Sea of Thieves. I love Sea of Thieves. They had 32 minutes on stage, and they told us nothing about the new season. They just told you everything that's happening right now with the season that's been out for like three weeks, right? They didn't, they didn't hint anything coming forward. They talked about what was already in the game and the event that's going on right now. Like, they didn't talk about anything. Nothing. Talked about how they loved Goonies and how they're inspired by it and how they... We already know that. We've already known that for four or five years since before they made the game. They told us nothing new about this. Uh, what's another game that they showed? I'm, try, I'm trying to think of another game. I, I, this is the problem. Nothing stands out. Nothing. Nothing stood out to me, right? So I, I'll have to look at the article here because a lot of the stuff that they showed, nothing nothing stood out completely. Uh, so what, what, what was the game with the talking weapons? I thought that was kind of cute. That's high on life. Which, high on life. Which got delayed by a month or two months, something like that. I, I, I do think they went a little, ape, a, a little, little crazy on the melee weapons sword. The, the, the Australian guy, yeah, knifey. That, that, oh, he, he went over I, the top. I, I started laughing. He's like, "Stab me!" He's like, "Excuse me!" 
I'm gonna stop somebody. I was like, I was like, my God. He, he, he went on an F bomb rant for like a good minute and a half. Like it it's funny, but at the same time, you really can't expect some kid to be playing that near his parents, oh, right? No, that's like <laughs> like right? Like that I mean, to me just sounds a kid's game. Definitely not a kid's game. Well, neither was GTA. Right. Well, you didn't have you didn't have a knife cursing for a minute and a half about stabbing people. Yeah, all you heard, all you heard oh. was the beeping going on. All you heard. Right. Too much talking, not enough action. But I'm okay with talking. Like for instance, what they talked about for grounded and what they talked about for Pentium. I when it when when Pentium came on stage, I was like, ah, this is not for me. Deliver, watch me lie. I was like, this this game's not for me. And then they started talking about how much they love the fonts and the the inspiration and the, the time period and all this. And I was like, actually, I really appreciate them because I saw the passion in the, de in the devs. They started turning me around. Live on stream, I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to give it a shot. Now, obviously, I'm giving it a shot because it's on Game Pass. If it wasn't on Game Pass, I'm not going out to buy their game for $30 because I wasn't that enthralled with going, oh, man, I'm, I'm, this is a definite buy for me. But because it's on Game Pass, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a shot because it seemed interesting. Because the people that were talking about it were passionate about their game, right? Grounded, I'm interested in because of what they were talking about, what they were doing with the community, and how they were building the game, and how they fixed and changed the game over the last two years. And now there's a story mode. I'm like, I'm definitely gonna play that because they talked me into it. All the rest of the games are like, yeah, I really had fun here with Tom. Uh, me and Tom, we had a, we had a lot of fun making this game. Like. Are you dating? Are you telling me about your, your relationship with Tom? I don't I don't know what you're doing right now. Tell me about your game. What is it? So, What's the mechanics? Well, What's the meat and potatoes of your game? I why why is it so hard? Like even it listen, even if the game doesn't come out this year, right? It just doesn't come out. Right. Right. Whether it's delayed or not, irrelevant. You're announcing your game, right? The first the first word after a high, I'm so-and-so, and I do this in the game, right? After that, you tell us about the game. Just talk about it, right? You've been working on it for five years. Don't you think you want to say something about the actual thing that you worked on? Just tell us. Like, what's the secret about? Like, are, are, are you so scared? That what you're about to talk about, the actual gameplay right. and how the game is played, that you think that's going to stop people from buying your game? So rather say nothing and try to sell it on the marketing hype than find out what the hell the game actually is before you buy it. Right. Is that the mentality? Because if it is, it's mental, right? There's like three shows a year. Right. It's your turn to talk about your game. Talk about your game. Right. It, it, it bugs me. It bugs me. So some of the games they, they talked about, what do you think about Dead Island 2, Sarge? I have my thoughts on Dead Island. What, what did you think about Dead Island 2? I, I have a question for you. Are we done with zombies yet? No, zombies will never be done. Well, are we, are we done with zombies in a bad game done? Are we done with that? Nope, zombies are always going to come in the game. Bad, good, doesn't matter. Zombies are here to stay. I mean, is it going to be fun? I assume so. Is there probably some new mechanics? I would hope so. Because if it's just Dead Island, but with a number two at the end of it, I could give a shit. The, the, I could care less. Dead Island is the same category of game as me, as Watch Dogs, as Just Cause, right? They, they just, it falls into this game of, it's an open world game, 
you could do all these things, but yet you're doing nothing except the same exact thing over and over and over. Watchdogs are hacking things and taking people to try to break into things. Just cause you're just blowing up things. And I'm being generalistic here. Everyone's be like, well, all games are repetitive. Dead Island is fun for a very, very short period of time. And then you're just kind of like, all right, um, I've killed enough zombies. There's, there's different types of zombies. It's a new setting. I had fun in the little that we played, uh, Dead Island, when it was on the Xbox before. We played it for, what, maybe a week? Maybe? Not even, not even, I'm not talking about full time a week. Played it for maybe an hour or two. For what, a week. Was, what was the original one where the guy's inside the mall? That's, uh, that's Dead Rising. Dead Rising. Dead Rising, Thank where you're mowing people over lawnmowers and cars and chainsaws right. and stuff. Right, right, right. Yeah. No, that, that's not what this is. This is Dead Island. And, and at the end of the show, I was like, Dead Island's what you're ending the show with? I was like, that's pretty lackluster. I thought you were. For a split second, when they first showed the trailer, for a split second, Sarge, I saw the guy with the afro. I was like, is this Grand Theft Auto? Because it was like up close and tight on him, like the background or anything. And then all of a sudden, you saw blood on the wall, and I was like, oh, this is not Grand Theft Auto. But I thought it was. For a split second, I was like, this is a trailer for Grand Theft Auto 6. No, Dead Island. Uh, we have High on Life. Here's a game that I thought was interesting, Sarge. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Now, but I don't even think anyone in the chat knows what that is. Uh, that, no, our chat, for sure. sure. Maybe maybe three. No. Maybe maybe no, no, no. three people know what Killer Clowns our, is. Our, our clientele here, Sarge, I would say more than half of the people know what Killer Clowns from Outer Space is. Yeah. If, for sure. If, 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 if chat is unfamiliar what it, with what Killer Clowns actually is, it was a sci-fi... Movie that was awesome back in the 80s right and basically if you if you watch it you'll understand what the game is probably going to be but it's it is a classic ghost it really is it's done so bad yeah but it was it's it was so bad movie. it becomes good yeah i mean i can't play it because i have nightmares from clowns i'll be honest like that movie gave me nightmares forever like i had clown problems as a kid I still have clown but problems. That, but, but that movie sent me over the edge with clown problems. So I can't play it, but I'm sure it'll be fun. If it's like, if it's done like Friday the 13th, it, it's from the director of Friday the 13th. Right? It's, it's supposed to be four V three. I believe with. Oh, bad guys. Yeah. Clowns. And then four four people trying uh, to escape the clown. That's correct. George clown problems. I have stories. Yeah, so the 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 clown, the clowns, uh, killer clowns from outer space. I was actually shocked. I was like, ah, oh, that's actually pretty good. Like that that announcement is more humorous and interesting to me than Dead Island Two. Yes, yes, right. And, and, and shouldn't that be a problem? Right. I'm more right? interested in killer clowns from outer space because of the nostalgia factor than I right. am for I'll get, Dead Rising. I'll give you a good example. If if Dead Island Two was announced instead of showing the trailer of a guy leaving his house going for a gallon of milk at the gas station. And instead of just going to the store, he's got to mow through zombies in order to go shopping like that kind of nonsense. Why wouldn't you just say, here's the new game. Here's what's in it. Here are the new, here are the new additions to it. And just talk about it instead of just throwing some stupid ass trailer up there uh, about killing more zombies. And then just put dead Island two on a screen. Like 
You don't say anything about the game. You say nothing. Just talk about it, man. Like, don't you want people to be interested in the game? Or is it solely relied on for the marketing department to just hype up a game? And regardless of the condition of the game, this is what we're doing. Ramsey, Killer Clouds from Outer Space. Uh, Killer Clouds is going to be better than Ghostbusters, in my opinion. Might be. They're, 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 it might. They're the same type of game. Right? It's yep. the same type of game from the same developer. I believe it's the same people that made Friday the 13th are making Killer Clouds that are also making Ghostbusters. So if it is, I think it's a win-win for them, right? Ghostbusters is Ghost 1v4, uh, and then a Killer Clowns is 3 versus 4 right? It's the same type of game. It's that Jason, Friday the 13th, Dead, Dead Light type of, uh, I, type of stuff. I really wish they would just let that studio finish up and fix up Friday the 13th and just make it a solid game and just let people play it. Like, like even listen, even if the game quote unquote isn't that great, okay? Friday the 13th game and like that type of game is when people pull it out of the closet for Halloween and they have parties and they just have a good time with it. Right. Right. Like it's the once a year Halloween game. We play it for like the month of October. A bunch of stuff comes up about it. And then maybe some add some characters in throughout the, you know, every couple of years. You know, put a Mike Myers guy in there. Like switch out, switch out the 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 serial killer out of the game. Now it's a Halloween game. It's uh, Mike Myers or then it's Freddy Krueger. Like have them have different abilities and just swap them out. Like it'd just be fun for like that month. It doesn't have to be like it doesn't have to be a a, a, a Halo. That, that would have been cool. Or a GTA. It doesn't have to be. Been cool. Yeah, the, the Jason game was a licensing nightmare because of the rights of the guy who owned the rights. He was being a real, real dick. Basically, being a dick. I you buy the licensing. You bought the licensing. I forget what the actual the details of the of the deal was. Like. You bought the licensing, and then they said no, he didn't. Or I forget. I forget, I what, forget what the story. We did what, it like, what, like years ago. Was, yeah, like caught in a copyright claim, and he wasn't allowed to use the likeness. Like it's a, it's a shame they had to stop updating it and stuff like that. But it was still it was still a fun game back in the day when we played. Uh, one of the big games that everyone's looking forward to is the Callisto Protocol. We didn't really know more about this game. They showed a different trailer, and I have to say, from the footage that we saw, I know I'm going to get hate for this. The footage that we saw, it didn't do anything good for me. It actually made me le like the game less because all they kept doing was the exact same thing, right? There's a lot of spinning fans and lots of things like that are spinning. And you're like, well, that's bodies to get. And it's a gimmick, right? It's such a gimmick that they've used it in so much promotion material now that I'm like, is there other ways of dying in this game besides spinning fans, right? And I know. Everyone's like, oh, this game looks awesome. It doesn't look that good to me. Now, I like Dead Space 1. I never played Dead Space, the sequel, right? But Dead Space 1 was a fun game. This game looks good, but I feel that the mechanics-wise is not selling me on it. it. What do you think about Protocol, Sark? Um, I put it in the genre of like trying to, be, trying to take over the Dead Space. The Dead Space game. I thought Dead Space was done really well. I think this one is just a piggyback on Dead Space plus with the same developers. Few, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Piggyback on it. it. It's they're looking. They're looking for maybe like a fresh take on it with a different kind of story plot. But I mean, Dead Space did really well. Yeah. Like if 
if this game does half as good as Dead Space, they're fine. You know what I mean? They're, Dead Space was a, was a tremendous hit back in the day. So we put some new we put some new clothes on some guys. We we tweak up the engine a little bit. We put some new um, actions and movement capabilities inside the game. We put some gore factor up to eleven. We find out and we, we find out some new ways that your actual character can die to make it humorous. Yeah, they they showed I, him dying by a big blade that he was going down like a water slide or whatever. Um, here, here's a here's another game that everyone's talking about, which is uh, lies, lies of P. The uh, footage of that. This is like a Bloodborne uh, esque game. Looks good. Looks decent. Not my cup of tea, but. I do see the appeal to games like this, right? When I started playing um, Elden Ring a bit, it is it is a fun fun game. So, uh, Lies of P, well, weirdest weirdest uh, interview of the day when they were when they were interviewing them. They had the the masks on. They came off. It, it was hard to understand them and stuff. But Lies of P, I know a lot of people are are, are hyped about. Or it was like the, that's, that's the sleeper. Steampunk. That's the steampunk game, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it looks decent. It's got legs. Let's just see if it can run. Right? Yeah. What did what was the title? What what was the uh not the title, the uh the date for the release on that one? Is it this year or next year? Not sure. Pat, what was the, the release uh, of that? Do you guys know? I I'm just hoping I'm just hoping everything doesn't just drop on February again, man. A lot of things are coming out in February. A lot of things are coming out in February. Um one of the other things they showed today. Was uh was uh Gotham Knights? They showed the 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 battle verse Harley Quinn, right? And I was a little, I was like, oh, like okay. I was like, I don't really like the way they did Harley Quinn because they literally just made her. I understand she was you know loves the Joker and stuff, but he made her literally the Joker. And they said Joker's not in this. Uh, and they showed the other villains that we do know of. Penguins in the game. Uh, Clayface is in the game, Mr. Freeze is in the game, and then Harley Quinn's in the game. I don't know if there's another person. Well, you have the Court of Owls. Um, oh, Professor... What's his name? Professor Pig? Is that his name? Is also in it. So, this game, for some reason, I'm I'm going to get it because cover comic books and stuff and, and like this on our on our channel. But the the gameplay today looked very, very floaty. Didn't feel like there was like weight behind the actual stuff, right? And what I mean by that is, I went back and looked at the old Batman Arkham clips. When you see Batman punching somebody or kicking someone, he's he flies and drags himself across the thing. But when he punches somebody, it you can feel like you visually you feel the impact when he's hitting. When you're watching Gotham knights and the way they're fighting it feels very like it feels like they're not there it feels like they're like weightless or they feel like they're like floating it doesn't feel like very hard i don't know it's hard to explain uh but if you guys saw the the footage today there's just something off about this game and i don't know what it is it's like they're all floating places it's like they don't there's no like missing frames or something i don't know what it is but just something about my eye looks at it and goes there's something off about this game but they showed all the villains and stuff now, or the villains that we know. I hope there's more villains than what they 
show, but they only show five villains. I don't know if there's Scarecrow. There should be Scarecrow and stuff in there, but I don't believe there is. I, I want I want games to do more about AI programming and boss fights. I think I think the 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 Souls games and games like Souls and Elden Ring, where there's a new and I think you would like Elden the, Ring. There's there's a new and descriptive guy, and you have no idea what he is or what he does, and just by trial and error, you learn what the guy does and how to block and that kind of thing. If they would just make the boss fights fun instead of it just being a button masher, like if, if the, if the DC game would introduce all these actual villains that you have to fight, if they all had their own mechanics and you learn how to fight them, it would make it interesting. Right. Right. There, the the basics of the old school boss fights was always patterns, the type of gear you had, and level, like what level you fought the guy at, right? And so if the way that they talk about the the new Batman game, I'm sorry, the 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 Dark Knight Go- game, Gotham Knights, Gotham Knights, the, the Dark Knight game, right? If the way they talk about it, if if those were implemented, it would make the game a little bit more intriguing. If it's just button mashing. I, what what's the skill? I can button mash all day long, but just because I'm Batgirl, big deal. Like, make the bosses fun. Make, make them like a little mini, mini kind of raid boss type of thing where you have to learn how the guy fights and what kind of gear you have. Just make it interesting. I don't understand why we have to just throw shit off a truck. Like, why? Right. One of, one of the games that they did show new footage of is uh, Hogwarts. Uh, Hogwarts Le- uh, Legacy. Hey, is that what the hell is it called? Hogwarts Legacy, Legacy. right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They showed the dark arts in this game. And I I was was talking about this earlier on the the Daily Grind. I'm interested in this because I want to know how... When I I look at games, Sarge, I just don't look at games and go, oh. Right? My brain is... well, Well, you did. You did. Well, yeah, when I was you, a you lot younger. Older. Now, now yeah. I don't, right? The last 25 years, I haven't done that. I look at it and go, what, what is this game? Like, how am I playing it? So when I see this, what's and all the, of a sudden... What's they, the loop? Yeah. So when they showed the dark arts, I was like, okay, so I can choose good and evil. Is it going to be like dark side, light side, like Jedi, dark, you know, dark force, light force? Is it going to be like Fable, where I can choose and... If I, Choose to be good or evil? Can I sway back and forth while I'm playing the game? Is it something that I can choose right from the start where I can just be bad from the start? Is it something that I have to progress? Is it like the end game type of thing where you get to a certain point, you go through the school, get to a certain point, and then all of a sudden you get to choose what direction you want to go in as if it's dark, it's light type of thing. That's what my brain does in a split instantaneous beat. I'm like, that's what it goes through. And I'm like, this got more interesting to me, okay? I'm not excited about it, but I'm interested in going, oh, well, this, is, this, this piqued my interest even more now because now there's, there's forbidden spells. And again, I'm not a, a, a Potterhead, right? But there's forbidden spells. And people are saying in, in chat yesterday, there's a battle arena, right? Like the last section here, it says if you pre-order, okay, it says Dark Arts Battle Arena. Now, Obviously, it could be like Marvel's Avengers where it's a battle arena where I, I get to fight the NPCs and go in. 
But I find this very odd that the way the fighting is that we saw in the past, other trailers, the way you set up and the way they're fighting with the wands and stuff, it almost seems like it could be a PvP type of thing where you could fight and, and, and do stuff. Now, if you're going to implement the dark arts in this game, there's a kill shot, right? So it means that you're, you're, you're doing lethal force to somebody. It's a forbidden spell, okay? So do you think, and obviously, I'm not saying that the game is all of a sudden an MMO multiplayer type of game, but do you think there's going to be some sort of... Because it is a single-player game, but do you think there's some sort of matchmaking, sort of like Elden Ring? Elden Ring is a single-player game, and then there's also a format where you can invade into, into something and, and fight somebody. Now, I'm not saying there's going to be an evade thing. I'm just saying that, hey, me, both me and you are playing the game. I, I learned some spells. I want to see how my spells go up against your spells. Do you think there's going to be a battle arena like that? No, I think that they show the dark arts because it's probably going to be kind of like the thought process of like the Knights of the Old Republic, where there's a set story you go by, yeah. but you're choosing to be Paragon or the evil guy. And so if you choose the more evil guy, you have access to those kind of spells and it gives you a different kind of ending for the game as opposed to leading more towards not being, not choosing the, the dark arts to actually win the game with. Right. Like the story will still follow the same flow. You'll just feel like you're making different choices and people will react to you different. Like the old Knights of the Old Republic type of thing did, or even not uh, Mass Effect, same thing for Mass Effect, right? You, you pick, you pick Paragon, which is the good guy or the, the other, I, I forget what the, other, what the terminology was, but it's the, it's the, the evil, the evil choice. Right, I don't think it, it's Harry Potter. I think they're probably trying to teach kids the difference between good and actual evil. It's for kids, right? And so I think that that's what's on there. I think that maybe the dark arts is also in there, basically just to let you know that what spells you have to know to defend against that, because guys that you're going to be fighting will probably use dark arts. And so you'll make the choice whether to defend against it and not use it, or... To use dark arts yourself against people who are using it against right. you. I, I don't think it's going to be a PvP or a testing zone for you and your friends. Like, like Fable, or like that kind of thing where yeah. you jump into the guy's game yeah, yeah, yeah. type of thing. I don't think so. I don't think so. Like, I don't think it's going to be like a multiplayer aspect I, anyway, shape, I or think form. This game, this game has got enough, enough issues right now trying to be the Harry Potter world that everybody wants it to be. Right. I'm hoping the game, I already talked about this last time. I hope that game is what the Harry Potter kids want from a video game. Like, let that be their Star Wars game. That's fine. Well, Krebsy, to say that the matchmaking, why would they put an accessible thing for base level? We don't know what the standard, like in the regular game, there could be a battle arena. But for people that want to be part of the dark arts, they're, they're paying extra to have the dark arts arena. You know what I mean? Well, you, you could, Papu. You could use it, but you're not supposed to, right? If you were raised as a good kid in the wizarding world, you don't use those kind of things. It's no, not but, it, right. it's not that you, you have the ability to use it or not. It's a moral it's a moral judgment right, whether you, right. whether you decide to use it or not. Right. Akuda, that's not what I'm saying is if you're learning that and then using that, yes, it's part of the lore of Harry Potter and the world uh, they're in. I just find it interesting that they would implement that and not kind of use it on anything i mean i don't know i i'm more interested to see if you could weave back and forth like fable like i could go all bad in fable and then it, i i would grow horns and all this other stuff and then you go super good and then you have like a halo above your head and now 
I don't think they're doing that. But what I'm saying is I'm interested because you could do the dark arts going that bad route because once once you go that way, your moral compass is a little, you know, a little broke, isn't it? As far as I can tell, especially the type of setting that they're using, kids in school and that type of thing, even though it's wizards, I think it's going to be a moral thing, like how people decide to progress through the game, whether you decide to be evil or not. I don't mean like evil, evil, but like do things that you shouldn't do in order to get the job done. Right. Like what 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 is your moral compass while playing this game? It's probably just like Mass Effect, just like Knights of the Republic. Sure. I'm pretty sure it'll be along those lines. And, that, and that's coming out in February. The, the next game that was at Gamescom that they actually showed more of, this is actually one of the, the good ones, right? Because Sonic Frontiers, they showed a couple months ago, and we were like, what is this game? This looks boring as hell, okay? Well, then they came back, and they, they showed a lot more of this game, right? Nobody's really talked about it, but they, they showed more about this game. And it does look more interesting, but it still does look a little subpar to me. Uh, I don't have that feeling that I had for Saints Row or that I have for Skull and Bones, but I do have this gut feeling that something's off about this game, but you're seeing a lot more of it. It does look faster. I don't know if it's just me, but he does look a little faster. I don't know if they upped it before they did something, but he does look like he's moving faster than he did from the original stuff that we watched before. But they're showing lots more stuff. They didn't just show that boring, old, open, like, dull world. There's a lot more stuff that they're showing in this one. They definitely sped it up. It definitely speeds up. Right? But what, but what, what will make or break this is the intuitive gameplay and camera angles. Camera angles and intuitive gameplay will be the deciding factor of this game. Especially because it's open world. Like how the camera will sit and in relation to how you're going to play it, if it works or not. Yeah. There's, you, there's a lot of stuff going on here. You think this is, uh, is this the Sonic 64 as Mario? Like Mario had the 64. Do you think this is the um, Sonic's game for that? I don't, I don't know if it's going to be that popular. You got to remember, Sonic is old. Like this is like a 35 year old game, right? Sonic came back out when the 16 bit Genesis was around. You know what I mean? So it's not like it's not like it's a really hot IP. Like people know Sonic, but like compared to what else is out there, like Fortnite, you know what I mean? Like I I'm sure it'll do well, but it's not gonna be some massive blockbuster. I mean I'll I'll go six million copies, you know? Somewhere, that's, a, somewhere, that's pretty good. Somewhere somewhere. Well, there's a lot more people out there now. Three million yeah, before was awesome. System. We got a lot easily that's what i, I said it, it comes out well. it comes out in november so it comes out november 8th is when it's coming out let's see what else there uh kind of george the kids kind of know who he is a lot of like little into code atlas fallen i didn't know what the, this game to me looked i don't know generic <laughs> oh that's the wrong button sorry guys i this looked a little generic to me i i didn't know what this was uh, I didn't know if it was. It'll be in contention. I didn't know if it was like outer world, like outer worlds, not outer world, outriders type of stuff. I thought when I first saw this, I thought it was Forspoken. Did I saw the girl? And I was like, is this Forspoken? I was like, oh no, this is not Forspoken. This this was just. But 
didn't really know what this game was. It, it seems like another generic game. It, it looks interesting. Need to know more about it. Adventure game, but is it a is it a twin game? Like, can I play a co-op? Because uh, it's like you have these two characters, but you don't really know if you're using both of them. Like you're using um, I don't know if it's a companion. You can switch back and forth with them. Or if these are just the two main characters, you can either be the girl or the guy, but they don't go together. I don't, I don't really know. Lots of stuff to know that we don't know yet. But the cinematic trailer looks good. But we don't actually see play. I mean, the cinematic trailer, could, this could have easily been a Final Fantasy game. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, if, if you weren't told the title of it and you're just looking at this, it could have easily been a Final Fantasy game. Oh, I'm sorry. Here, here's We get to see the play at the very end here. Split second. After here. It seems like it looks it looks like Outriders, but without weapons, like without guns. And it says uh, 2023, which really means 24, because it'll 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 probably get delayed. Is the uh, is the lie of P? Is that would you compare that to like um, Bloodborne? Well, I don't want to say like the the Bloodborne series. But it is like, but yeah, but it's like a, it's more of like an action type of thing with special moves. I'm thinking more of like um, Devil May Cry. Would you compare it to Devil May Cry? Would Lie of P be in the same kind of category as Devil May Cry? Is my question because that's what it looked like. It looked like a more a more streamlined version of what like a, what Devil May Cry used to be, but just done in steampunk instead of vampire. Sure. I mean, I, like I said, I think it. I think it's. Uh, I think it just looks like a like a Bloodborne type of thing. It's a Souls game. So here, here's the uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space trailer that popped in. We're at the front door, opens up the door. Pizza box. I mean, it looks it looks so accurate. Get to see gameplay for like a split second here. They creep me out. They creep me out to this day, dude. My face. Here's a new take on multiplayer. It's 4v, 4v3. Hot and candy balls, man. I swear to God. So, other clowns from outer space. That. Um, other clowns from outer space. It's just so no, funny. Nothing, to... There's it's really nothing so else that like sticks out. I mean, Kojima said he's having a podcast. They showed Park Beyond, which they showed last year. It hasn't done anything since then. Dead Island 2. Yeah. So, so far, pretty lackluster. I mean, some games look good. Lots of games are either coming out November or they're coming out in February. Or, I'm oh, sorry, what, October it, or February. February is the last month for the fiscal year yeah, for them, right? Well, March yeah. is. The month right before. I think it might March. The end of March is the cutoff. Right. So, all right. Going from there, we're going we're gonna to move from Gamescom to, to Phil Spencer. Phil Spencer says, uh, head of Xbox, Phil Spencer thinks there will be fewer console exclusives in the near future. Uh, so, yeah, because, because of him. Yeah, throughout, <laughs> throughout, throughout <laughs> the years... Throughout the years, the consoles will have the specific titles that they were exclusive to them. The PlayStation had titles on Charted Series, Last of Us, Shadow of Col Colossus. Xbox had Horizon, Halo, Gears of War, amongst others. 
with Microsoft not wanting to make Call of Duty an Xbox exclusive after it acquires Activision, it could be a step in the right direction for consoles going forward. In an interview with Bloomberg, Xbox CEO Phil Spencer explains the console exclusives are, quote, something we're just going to see less and less of, unquote. Uh, the interview centered in some details surrounding Microsoft acquisitions and the Activa uh, Activision Blizzard, but all mentioned how it would want Call of Duty available for PlayStation players. Quote, we really love the to be able to bring more players in reducing friction, making people feel safe, secure, and they're playing, allowing them to find, uh, find their friends, play with their friends, regardless of what device, unquote. Uh, he says in an interview, he also acknowledges that other companies might not be uh, crazy about the idea, but it also could prove be a good growth for the industry. Uh, this direction of gaming industry could be good for one of the moves, always uh, gatekeeping certain games from one of those simply don't own the device it exclusively on. As Spencer mentions, it could be the most beneficial to multiplayer games where the only restriction is usually the console that's being played on. A great example of this is Halo series, games like it, where the players need to play online locally or with only, only those who own them on Xbox. This direction of the console exclusive could indeed be a good one for the companies in the perspective of growth. Exclusives used to be a way of the console to guaranteed sales and players will also loyalty. But the industry seems to be getting to the point where it's willing to open up and playing the field for everyone, which is beneficial to expand the player's base. So, I mean, this is why everything Xbox is doing is they're not selling Halo. They're not selling Forza. They're selling Game Pass. Game Pass. Game Pass. And the more they bring in Game Pass, the more the walls fall down because even if PlayStation value, right, value, even if PlayStation value. doesn't get on board, still on P, still on Xbox, so now you at least got that one extra foot in the door where you can play cross cross play from PC to Xbox. And then on top of that, there's different versions of Xbox, right? You can still play the same games on Xbox One, Xbox Series S, X, and then X Cloud, right? And they're they're constantly moving into the direction of this. So, yeah, of course, there's going to be less and less exclusives moving forward, but there's still going to be exclusives, right? Because Sony has to has to do this. Otherwise, they're, they're all the well, same. Then it's like well, why do you... Sony, Sony doesn't have to do anything because now they're slowly coming up with their own Game Pass. So the idea now will become is who is allowed to go on their own that, that service. The, the, the guys... Because if you're like, because like we said before, if I'm an independent and I make a game, and Microsoft approaches me and say we like your game, we want you to be on Game Pass. I'm like, okay, so what's the deal? And they go, we'll give you two hundred fifty thousand dollars up front and three percent of anything that you. And if your game has microtransactions, uh, we'll take a thirty percent cut of your microtransactions. Everything else is yours. Okay, great deal. Blah blah blah. Sign contract. Right. Six months later, PlayStation got their act together, and they go, hey. We want to put you on our service. Right. Well, we want to deal you out. So once again, for the independent guy, it works out well because you become part of a service that's looking for value. And so they're basing it basing on, on number of subscriptions and what they can get away with for that title to be on there. Right. So I would be shopping around. Right. I put myself on the Epic Game Store. I put myself on Game Pass. I put myself on the PS Plus. Right. You know what I mean? Like you would go wherever it's, wherever you have to go in order to make the cash. But once again, what does that mean for true value of a triple A title? Is it done? Does it matter? Do, <clears throat> you don't care. 
I, doesn't matter. I, I think exclusives, you guys are saying that exclusives don't go anywhere. I mean, the exclusives for Microsoft are already gone. Right? They're on two platforms. They're on PC and they're on your Xbox. That They're already gone exclusive. So Xbox doesn't do exclusives anymore, right? As far as what, what Sony's doing, yeah, they're doing exclusives. That's always going to be there. They're single-player games exclusives. They need to sell their consoles. They're not in the same ballpark. I, I'll say this every single week until I, I'm blue in the face. Microsoft is not playing the same game anymore, right? They're 100% selling Game Pass. They don't care if you play Game Pass in, from the cloud. They don't care if you play it on your system, your television set, on a stick, on a dongle, space. They don't care. They want as many games on Game Pass as possible. Hence why the past interviews, you hear Spencer saying, Halo's not going to make or break. Call of Duty's not a big game. It's just whatever. Because they want the, they want to buy the, right. They want to buy these games up and go, yeah, it's not a big deal. Because they just want to put these games on Game Pass. That's it. Yeah, but if you if you're if you have a goldfish brain that's that destroyed, and you think that Call of Duty was no big deal, there's something seriously wrong with you. Yeah, well, if you're trying like, to buy Call, something, Call of Duty was a powerhouse for over 15 years on selling games. Those 30 okay? million copies a year, basically. Right. I don't understand how you can come out and say something like that. Right. I just don't understand how you say something like that. Uh, like you're, you're trying to plant seeds. I get it. You're trying to say that we're going down a different road. It's not going to matter the same way. I get what you're trying to do, but to just come out and say that Call of Duty was not a big deal, like it didn't, it, it, it wasn't. It's not about the blockbusters anymore. Like oh, what the fuck, you? It's not about the blockbusters. Like half the companies in the in the entire world right now wouldn't have been here if it wasn't for the blockbuster game that they had sold. Right. So I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I like what George says. Says. He says, uh, yeah, exclusives will all, uh, sorry, sorry. He says, yeah, he means no console exclusives. There'll only be Game Pass exclusives, right? There'll be games that only come on Game Pass, and then it'll be on Sony's PlayStation Plus Premium down the road, right? Time exclusives, but then it'll open up. We talked about this in the past, that we know both companies are going to do this, right? We know that both companies are going to put money up front and be like, hey, uh, we'd like to put you on Game Pass, but make sure you're only on Game Pass uh, for, for this. And sure, right. it, it's out for everybody. But if I own both systems, right? If you're a gamer right. and you own both systems, why would you pay $70 for a game to play on PlayStation 5 where if you own an Xbox, you're paying 10 bucks, 15 bucks to play it on Game Pass? And, and, when? and, and think, of, think of it this way. If you, if you own both systems or multiple systems, like let's say from January to June, it's on Xbox Game Pass. And then all of a sudden at the end of June, it's not there anymore. But then it appears on PlayStation Plus from July to December. Right. You know, it's like the games just keep getting shifted around. Like there won't be a lot to be both on the same system at the uh, on both of them at the same time, but they'll just keep popping up here and there. Like, <laughs> that's, that's that's what's going to end up happening. That's exactly what's going to end up happening, right? Or like the like the story you had a couple weeks back, where they pay them not to be on the other guys, right? Well, right. Is that also an option? What, what, I'm sorry. What did you say? Isn't that isn't that also an option? They pay them not to be on Game Pass. Well, that was the story that we that was, that was the story that we talked. About. There's no proof right. of that. There's no proof. No, of there's that. no, there's no proof, but it's plausible. What I'm saying that's plausible. Just we lose. Uh, hold on one second. Farm outside. But uh, we might. 
Uh, how's it worded? George, uh, George is accurate. Phil says that console exclusives, but he doesn't say platform exclusives. Exactly, right? Words are very important for the wording of, of, of certain things. So, so sure. Uh, speaking of exclusives, right? We're, this is a rumor, so we, we have to take this with a grain of salt. Let me let me let me put that. Not really a grain. That's a, that's a dump truck. Salt. Take it. That's the joke. Grain of salt. Is that the joke? Joke. Grain of salt. Here's a dump truck of salt because. I don't know if it's real. So Ubisoft, Ubisoft, Ubisoft Plus could be launching on Xbox soon. Now, we don't know if this means it's coming to Pass, but a new leak suggests that Ubisoft Plus, a subscription service that gives fans access to various Ubisoft games, may launch soon on Xbox consoles. Now, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be a surprise, Sarge, if Ubisoft Plus was separate from EA Play, okay? Or... If you get Xbox Premium or whatever the hell it's called, right, the premium right. version, right. and it goes up to let's say twenty bucks, but now yep. with Premium, now you get Ubisoft Plus, EA Plus. You can play them on PC and and Xbox, and you also get Game Pass, right? You get all of this with gold and all this the stuff, right? Yeah, but I don't. How would that work? Just just uh, just for because because then Game Pass is not raising their prices. You're you're getting the bundle with the play and Ubisoft Plus, and that's what's raising the price. It's not. It's not Game Pass. Yeah, but well, how how does that work though? How do, does Ubisoft have its own store inside Game Pass? Like, that's, yeah, that's exactly what it'd be. Sort of like is EA that, Play. Is, that, is yeah. that what that is? Yeah, that's exactly what it would be. Yeah, EA Play has their their own store. You can get just EA Play. But why would you get EA Play for the this same price strange. you can get Game Pass? Yeah, with but it EA just play. seems strange. It just seems strange why you would have. Ubisoft's whole store inside Game Pass. Like, how how badly is Ubisoft hurting? Well, Ubisoft Plus, formerly known as Uplay Plus, launched in September of 2019 for PC. It costs 15 bucks every month. So its asking price is comparable to the other subscription services like EA Play. EA Play Pro. Ubisoft Plus is only available on PC as of now, but it looks like the service will be coming to Xbox consoles. It was originally announced for Xbox in January for this year. But Ubisoft uh, has not given any further details regarding the launch. So they, they would have a separate, would be a separate thing on, on Xbox itself. Which I wonder how that works, because if you're buying stuff, it would be 30% of it, I think, goes to all sales would go. So if, if Ubisoft Plus is on Xbox, and you pay 15 bucks a month, Xbox is going to get 30% of that. Well, it, it, it appears... It appears that Ubisoft is trying to raise revenue. So I'm thinking that they are now seriously in danger of being acquired. And so they are trying to raise value of the company is basically what it seems like to me. I'm still waiting to see when the bid goes through. Is the bid going to be this year? But I think it's going to be before the end of the fiscal year. So before February, I'm thinking that the bid's going to come out. Yeah, perhaps. Perhaps you'll hear something maybe this year, like yeah, something, the fiscal year. Because the, the, order, the order of language with Ubisoft was that they wanted to be bought out. The owner said no. He wants to retool the company. He wants to change things around. 
Then it became everything's live service. Now you're telling me that Ubisoft wants to go onto Game Pass. The Ubisoft uh, store wants to go onto Game Pass. So it just seems strange to me that all this would be taking place. It this is all to raise the value of the company because they they either 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 they're trying to protect themselves from being bought out at a lower price, or they're trying to get as much money they can for the company before he finally sells. Right. I don't believe the whole family, it's a family-owned business thing. Because if you actually cared about that, you would have changed your, your your marketing and your whole ideology a long time ago. I don't think that's it. Right? Ubi does what Ubi does. Ubisoft's value, George says, uh, to gamers all in the past. Nobody's excited for their... Yeah, a well, lot of their games, new, a lot their games, games are old games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of their new games are old games. Yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing that excites me about any of like Ubisoft's games. I mean, you you start getting past you start getting past like number three or four of anything, and on multiple titles, you have to start asking questions. It's like, what am I doing now? Like, oh, I got oh, I got a ponytail. Oh, oh, now I'm driving a pink car. Oh, now uh, now now I'm in outer space. Like, but it's the same exact game. Like straight up, exactly the same. Like I don't, I don't think I don't think there's I don't think I have that much left. That's why I think they're using the sell. I think they're pumping up the prices. They're pumping up everything else to give more value to the company, and then they sell. In other news with Ubisoft, Phil Spencer does say, uh, I'm not going to read the whole article, but he basically says they're still in the market for other other people, right? Xbox is of concerning course, yeah. more studio acquisitions. Uh, they're just waiting for ones to go through. Once the other ones go through, they're like, hey, you know, I mean, they, they do have $2 trillion. So they are a trillion-dollar company, so they, they – Lost their yeah, weight fine. around. They're fine. Um, real quick, these are all things that Microsoft is uh, could potentially be doing. So obviously, Paramount Plus has got Halo. You have a Minecraft from from Warner Brothers uh, being made. You have a Gears of War by Universal Studios being made. Uh, there's a Fallout. There's a Fallout series coming out on Prime Video. Uh, there's a grounded uh, TV show going to be created. Uh, there's supposed to be a Call of Duty movie coming out by Activision slash Blizzard Studios. And then there's also an Elder Scrolls show supposedly happening, rumored, uh, coming to Netflix. So there's six confirmed things. So Xbox is not only getting their hands in all of these games, but now... They're they're making all of this stuff for for films, television shows coming out for majority of all these different uh, streaming services. Right, they're hitting Paramount Plus, WB, Universal, Video Prime, Netflix. So lots of different things that they're putting in the pipelines for for shows. I'll be honest, um, I'm kind of interested in the grounded TV show because it's like Honey I Shrunk the Kids type of thing. I'm kind of interested in Fallout. I don't think they could really ruin Fallout because Fallout is just time like you know what i mean so it's not like your your character has like the lore of like the main character because you are the main character so i don't think really think they could screw it up there here's here's would be interesting to see as far as uh you know who they who they get i know batista wants to be uh the main character but we'll see call of duty to me as a as a show sarge that's just any kind of modern warfare movie you know what i mean I mean, Gears. Gears is a look. Gears is an IP. It was a very cool game. 
I, I just think that you, you can only go so many before your story starts to drop off or you're just doing the same thing. Like they, when they, when they try to add too much to gears, the gameplay wasn't the same, right? You, everyone remembers the whole dodge roll thing into the chainsaw move. Like everyone knows the moves when you played gears, right? So did they try to expand it at all? The, you know, the, the, what, what, what was it called? Uh, not the rush, the mode where they, when everyone tries to kill you, what is that called again? That mode? Oh, um, you know what I'm talking about. I know. I, I, I forget the name of it. Yeah. though. Yeah. Fuck. It, it kills me when I can't think of all these, all these stupid words in these games now. But anyway, the, the game was done well. What are we on now? Six? We're on five? Going into you know? six. They're going into six. Right. But like the, is it really, let's put it this way. Is it really something to push Xbox anymore? Right. Cause like, like we talked about, there's no more exclusives. It would just be here's the Gears game. Well, it's a brand. It's an IP, right? You're just yeah. You're just you're just promoting the IP, right? Bethesda, look at it. Bethesda's got Fallout and 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 Elder Scrolls coming out, you know. And obviously, if Starfield, yeah, but, but works, not until twenty thirty. So no, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about is TV shows. They have they have IPs that they're making into TV shows, right? So if Starfield comes out and it's popular, they'll they'll make a Starfield TV show as well. It's such a it's such a strange time though because nothing comes out done nothing comes out finished everything six months behind needs a year to be fixed that's that's before I'm, covid that was just normal you know i mean look 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 what they're doing the battlefield you know? perfect because we're, we're about to go into battlefield look what they're doing the battlefield. So, so real quick every time we talk about battlefield it's a it's in our contract we have to do this 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 cutaway i like this to me is like the Family Guy cutaway. Yeah, this is, this is one of my favorite. Okay, so so Battlefield 2042 specialist specialist will uh, will shift to classic Battlefield classes, Sarge. Yeah, they they in, in three... I guess all the I guess all the toxic gamers were right. I guess all of us toxic gamers were just too much for the developers to hang on to. In in season three, Battlefield 2042, uh, specialists are going to see a major change in season three of the first-person shooter game EA Dice have announced that after upcoming season specialists or organizing into the more familiar Battlefield class system, sharing traits and equipment with each class. Now, the arrival of specialists in Battlefield 2042 has been polarizing in the studio set in development update that aired in August of 2022. We have heard you. So in Season 3, we're moving specialists into classes and familiar Battlefield class system. Uh, that means existing specialists will share traits within the class, and DICE says existing gadgets and throwables will be split between classes to fit their role. Specialists are going to remain as part of Battlefield 2042, DICE says, but adds that players have been asking for more legacy class systems, and the changes on that way in Season 3 are steep in that direction. So, I'm not fooled by this, Sarge. No. I'm not fooled by this, because they're not nope. changing them to original of what the classes are. They're still keeping the specialists where they are, but they're molding them in, right? They're trying to find a back door to make you okay with the specialist class in battlefield because they have future plans on selling you more stuff in the specialist class right yeah. and they can't do that if they're just generic classes like they were in the past 
right, let, let's let's review. Why were there classes in Battlefield? Okay, answer. It was a team-based shooter. It's a team-based shooter. So the reason why there were classes is because each guy did a specific thing. So you were stronger if you had a full squad, which promoted teamwork, which promoted team shooting, which promoted team play, right? Why would I want to get a guy who's all on his own, specialist, I'm a lone wolf, but I'm in a squad? It makes no sense because they are trying to take a team-based shooter, turn it into a different game, and sell cosmetics for your super-duper trooper. That's what it is, right? The game is still on fire, like literally on fire, right? The, I don't care how many pieces of crap they throw onto the map to use as cover, right? The, the game is in shambles, right? I watched... I watched Level Cap Gaming yesterday play play, uh, play Battlefield One, a World War One. Right? Was this an old video or was this him playing? No, recently. recently. Okay. Yeah, recently. I watched him play Battlefield One, and I'm watching it for 20 minutes, full game, and I'm like, man, it still is fun. It's just fun. It's like hell let loose, but on acid. It's just craziness, right? Sure, you can team up and move forward, but otherwise, just stuff just going on everywhere, right? Destructible environments, strategic points. You can build up some defenses. Why was it so difficult? Why? There was a lot of work. Why? There's a lot, there's a lot of work, Sarge. I, I, I don't get it, man. I. Game, game still, Fire says still a good game. Season still three will game. be getting uh, better over time. The thing, though. Or gaming fire, that the game should have been this way from the start, right? We are literally uh, going to be a year, right? We're it just is a year. No, it's uh, we're just shy of a year. Yeah, it's October. I think it came out right October, right? So we're, yep. we're two months. We're we're at ten months right now, and by the time a year hits, they're fixing map three and four, right? They're fixing one map in October, another one in November. To, to make these the changes and switches that they did when they released the game, to me, as a as a as a customer, as a fan, as a fan of the Battlefield series, I've owned every single Battlefield game except for Hardline. Okay, that's not a Battlefield game. Call of Duty and Clone, they tried to pass as a Battlefield. Game, okay, but every Battlefield game I own, I loved every single one up until. Battlefield 5, and then it started wavering. Right? And then Battlefield 2042 came out, and I was like, this is not a Battlefield. Okay? They launched the game, delayed, late, and then they launched it. And when it came out, it was broke, buggy, unfinished, and they don't get pats on the back for me a year later fixing the stuff that should have been in the game day one. Scoreboard, uh, map, <laughs> right? Like the maps that actually have cover. I right? love it. Right? It, there's no, there's no scoreboard. There was no scoreboard. There's no scoreboard. In, in, in I love game. it. I love it. I love right? it. And now they're going back saying, uh, we heard you. We're, 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 we're fixing and changing things. But they literally changed everything. And, and Battlefield is a shill of what Battlefield was. It, it's trying to be Call of Duty, right? 
Hell, even Call of Duty is doing Battlefield better than Battlefield with Warzone, with the vehicles and the open world and every all, all the stuff. Battlefield is a shell, chill, of, of, of a game that it was. Oh, shell. Shell. Well, it's also a oh, shill because it, it sold itself. So I, I, I'm, I'm so sad. What I think they should have done with Battlefield 2042 is they should have just called it Battlefield Portal. It should have just been Portal. They could have gave every game from the beginning of time to now to give the studio time to make the next Battlefield game. They could have taken all the past things, Vietnam, Battlefield 2, 1942, 1943, Bad Company 2, put all of those things in Portal, and it, people wouldn't have cared because it would have been nostalgia bait galore. Everyone's like, oh, man, I want to go play Battlefield 1942, 43, Vietnam. You can go into different servers and different things, and you could sort of do that now, but they tarnished it with Battlefield 2042's specialist and not making a team base and not doing all this stuff. Did you see the changes they made, Sarge, to to the Let me let me let me get this up here real fast for you. This is this is what they did for the for the battlefield. This is orbital. Okay, let me Okay. This is orbital. I think this is the Right, they show you what they're doing with the map and how much stuff they added to it. Wait till you see like the roads, and and the runway leading up to the to the rocket where the rocket happens. Okay, look at the look at the tunnel before, and I'll look at it. It's let me let me rewind that for you just in case you missed it. Right, this is what the tunnel looked like before. Remember walk, walking in that tunnel and it's just just no cover, just constant no. fire, and then now <laughs> they've actually added stuff. Right, and to me. They they threw crap everywhere. I get it. Right. Congratulations in a in a in a shooter game. You put down cover. Right. right. Look look at what do you what do you what do you want from me? You want like a you want a cookie? You want you want some kind of prize? Look, what? look at this. Look look at the, the road. war game. The road was perfect, mint condition. Okay, and this is what they changed it to now. Right. That's fantastic. But this is what it should have been from the start. From the start, no, this is what it should have no, been. No, 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 excuse me. No, no. It should look clean, and then when you're dropping bombs on well, it, sure. then it looks like that. Sure. And it looks like this. Hey, but that's that's called destructible environment. No, that's never been in the game before, though, Sarge. Holy cow. That's never been in the game before. Right? So this is what I'm talking about. Stuff like this. Okay, they 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 changed and these are the maps. This was the demo. This is the demo map. Now think about this. This is the demo that they were posting before last year. This is over a year old. I've and already, I've already saved, I've already saved Battlefield. So okay, and, 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 and now they're changing this me, map, which comes out in October, November. It's so frustrating. Yeah. I've already, I've already saved Battlefield. When they're, when they're ready to use my ideas and bring back Battlefield from the dead, I'll be there waiting. But until then, I listen. Even listen. This is the laziest version. The laziest version you can save Battlefield. The laziest is a full redo of the original game. Like a complete and total redo, modified maps, and have all the same abilities. Driving around aircraft carriers and battleships and destroyers, actually driving around the ships. Yeah, and, and, and like, putting them up on the, on the shore. Full... Yeah, putting them up on the shore. No, no, no. They, they'll, they'll fix that. No, they'll no, no. I, I used to love that. When someone would take the aircraft carrier and run just it, run it up. Just, yeah, run it up. 
Yeah. Up on shore. Yeah. It, was, it was fantastic. Just redo that. Just redo that. It'd be fine. It'd be, it'd be a lot more fun than what's happening now. Right, right, Crab. See, they have extra space now that they're given the player count. Like, hey, we can put stuff in. We, we did our goal. We made a shitty game. We lost two-thirds of the population, and now we freed up some space. Let's, let's make the game better now. It's yeah, frustrating. But, but, the, but the words that the, the, the woman used to say that how she was going to fix Battlefield, she said she's going to... This is what she said. Remember what she said now. She said her and her team were going to take the next three years right. and make Battlefield 2042 into the game it should have been. Right. There, Question. In, in three years, there's going to be three other Battlefield games. Right, right. In three <laughs> years, there's going to be at least another one. Who gives a crap about your piece of shit game right. at that point? Right. Three. She even said it. Three, I, I have the video somewhere. I'll br we'll bring it up next week. She said it. Three years. Her and her team are going to take the next three years to make Battlefield 2042 the game it was meant to be. We're not going to bring it up next Who week because that's more work for me to try to find it. But we, we can Who talk about cares? it on GFG. What a joke. All right, joke. The, the last story I want to talk about, sticking with EA, okay? Star Wars. EA had Star Wars for a decade. Next year is it. This, this is the last year. 2023, the contract ends, and other people can start making Star Wars games, okay? EA had Star Wars, and we had nothing. We had five games in the decade of, of EA. These are all the games that are coming out, okay? These are all the games coming, supposedly, coming out uh, in the next, the next couple of years. So we have Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which is the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order. We have Star Wars Respawn, the first-person shooter, which I think is like the Clone Wars or Bad Batch type of game. Right? Then right. we have Star Wars Eclipse, which I think is going to be sort of like the, uh, like the Uncharted type of game or whatever it is. Then we have Massive from Ubisoft, their Star Wars game, which picture like Division, but with Star Wars, right? Right. Uh, then, then you have, that's, that's all the Star Wars games coming out. Now, just off of those alone, that's four Star Wars games, right? And there's also three that have been canceled, right? And then if you add the Old Republic one in, that's five. So you have five Star Wars games within the next two years, two to three years coming out, which EA took a decade to get five games out, right? You had Star Wars Battlefront 1, Battlefront 2, Squadrons, uh, Fallen Order, and uh, one more, uh, the 24. Maybe. I, yeah, really, we don't really count. Anyway, it, within one year, we can have as many Star Wars games come out in just one time frame than EA did in the entire decade that they had the, the contract for. Okay. Well, that's that's what you do when you buy out when you buy out a license like that. Right. And, and on top of that, Marvel's also coming out with a bunch of games. Just two months ago, I talked about I wish Marvel would come out with more single player games. Okay. Instead of these puzzle quest games and these card games and stuff. So obviously we have Spider-Man 2 coming out. We have Wolverine coming out. We have uh, Skydance uh, uh, Marvel game coming out, which we talked about last week. Could be a Fantastic Four. Could be an X-Men game. Who knows what it could be. Uh, Black Panther's rumored. Iron Man was rumored. Uh, and then we also have uh, Marvel's Midnight Sun. So we have one, two, three, four, five. We have like six Marvel games with the next three to five years coming out. On top of that, we have Avatar. Um, of Pandora or whatever. We have Indiana Jones, and we have a, a, a lot more. 
is this amazing, Sarge, that Disney, which on September 9th is going to show some of these games. We don't know what they're going to show, but uh, get hyped for not being hyped. So on September 9th, they're going to show some stuff. But a brand like EA had something and did nothing with it. And then Disney was like, hey, you know what? We used to make a shit ton of games. Let's, let's give his contract out to many people as possible. And here you are. We have 12 games within the next three to five years coming out between either Star Wars or Marvel. Okay, which is crazy. What do you think of this, Sarge? Do you think this is, do you think this is overload, like it was back in the eighties or in early nineties, where they had so many of those Star Wars games that came out, the the shitty ones. You know which ones I'm talking about, right? They just anytime throw Star Wars on there and put it out there. It's. Do you think this is I, oversaturated? I, I, I no, I don't think the the issue is is the quality of the game, not the quantity, right? So. It's always a bad idea when a when a single company buys the rights to an IP that really should belong to everybody, right? Star Wars IP should just be anyone, as long as you pay the fee, anyone who wants to make a Star Wars game, go ahead and make the game. When EA decides that they want to be the only ones to do it, then they're the, they're, they're the gatekeeper, right? And then only when they feel like releasing games, they'll make it. See, I think they're gonna, they were going to do the same thing as Madden, and I still think they might, where they just go and re-up the contract again, and they get control of Star Wars for the next ten years. Like I think that's an optional, that's I, an actual option. I don't think Disney will allow this time. Well, I don't think Disney. I think Disney wants to get paid with as little effort as possible. And if taking money from EA to get it, I believe they would do it. Yeah, but I, I, I think they tried it. They, they thought that EA could do something, but they didn't do anything with it. I don't think Disney makes that mistake again. I think they open it up as many people as possible. I still think I'm hoping. I still think that EA is going to make a Battlefront three. I do. Because there's no contract anymore. Meaning they still can make Star Wars games for them. They're just not exclusive with EA anymore. So I do believe that they'll make a Star Wars Battlefront three. We talked about it last week a little bit, but and I've talked about it months prior. I think that game is still gonna get made. It's idiotic if they don't. It's not coming out anytime soon. But I, I think it's coming out. Listen, they can't even make a Battlefield game. There's no way in hell that well, they can make a Battlefront game. No, they can because if they take their specialists from Battlefield, they could use it in Battlefront because a Jedi is like a specialist, right? Boba Fett sure. is a specialist. So they could definitely... Battlefront 2, to be honest, is one of the best out there. First person. It's, it's, it's a blast. No pun intended. Right? It's 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 a blast as a star as a Star Wars game as just a fun game to play right now at the end of its life. It's a fun game to play, and I think they could capture that again with with Battlefront Three with a lot more characters, a lot more things, ground to air combat type of stuff, big big battles they could do on the next gen system. They just need they just need to bring back the actual big battles. Yeah, like redo Return of the Jedi, redo. Battle of Hoth, like redo the, just redo the battles, right? Pick some battles from the actual, from the other books, like those cool ass battles that they had, that you read in the books, put those battles in there and just, just pick it and go. It's not, I don't know, they, they think so limited when they, when they think about these games, they never think about just opening it up and just let people play the game. Just sad. All right, stories that we didn't get to. We didn't get to uh, Ghostbusters Unleashed. Uh, they showed some more footage of that. We didn't get to go talk about that. Uh, Sci-Fi MMO Dual Universe announces release date. This is a game that's a mixture between like EVE Online, Star Citizen, uh, whatnot. So 
That it's MMO, right? Yeah, it's an MMO. I played it. I played it about a year 50, ago. 50 50 bro. Yeah, I played it. Not, it's not very good. Uh, MMOs are hard, bro. Mark Zuckerberg spends ten billion dollars on the metaverse, and all he got was a shittier version of Second Life. Uh, so that's a story we didn't get to. Yep, I agree with that. Uh, we didn't get to this, but it's already out on Game Pass uh, on PC. PC Game Pass. Uh, Death Stranding is on uh, PC Game Pass. Didn't get. Uh, and you can see all these stories on, in our uh, Discord if you want to go read some of the stories that we. That's it. I think uh, we did pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, we appreciate everyone coming out. Episode 323 is in the can. We do appreciate you very much. Uh, make sure you please share, like, and subscribe. If you'd like to come out, we go do these on Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we do about 48 shows a year. We do appreciate you coming out. If you'd like to go above and beyond that, you become a member as little as 99 cents. Uh, you can go and also do gifted subs. Uh, you can also do... Uh, the hell those are called super chats and you can also uh do um a special thanks after the fact if you missed any of this uh this will be uh a little later in the description down below there'll be timed uh by, by tomorrow there'll be time slots just pick the story you want to go to uh and and pick those stories so you don't have to watch the whole two-hour version uh or you can listen to us on audio podcast uh, on google play spotify anchor.fm itunes any place that you listen to a podcast, you can find us there, uh, and you can listen also and watch us over Spotify uh, with video. We do appreciate you very much for coming out and hanging out with us, and we'll uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Take care. Game on, guys. They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.